this is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm Jamie Allen. And we're just two guys with no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection, one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we bring a bunch of unhomed individuals onto the show, and hijinks ensues. As we watch mm. Spine 332 in the Criterion Collection, Louis Benwell's Verdiana from 1961. Mm. But first, Archie. Yes? It's been, it's been a while. Has it? It feels like a lifetime since we looked upon each other, gazing into each other's eyes. I mean, it's been like a week since computer time. I mean, it's, it's a... But it's been days in real time. Days. Why? Days. Why? Why? Why would that be? You and me made a trip to the bottle depot and oh, yeah. uh... and and the and the smoke shop and the smoke shop, and uh, maybe maybe we even got a sub afterwards. Uh, that who's to say well and one of those three things is a lie well which one nobody knows did you find your way home the other night i did i did manage to uh arrive at my destination and uh you know get uh get comfy and go scooch into the internet and go look up for some some hot takes oh did you find anything like scorching no, not really. <laughs> Just the uh, standard fare. Standard fare. But that's enough about that. We'll get there. Sure, we'll get there. Sure. I mean, people might not know who are not on Letterboxd. It's like, what are these two knuckleheads talking about? Why are they <laughs> well, being, they're why... not on there. Maybe they should be. <laughs> why is he being so coy? <laughs> More like coy man. No, that, you know no, what I mean? All in good time. All in good time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And how do you fare now? Uh, terrific another week of duncan-esque hijinks well you know rj i don't mind telling you that uh yeah nothing i got nothing have you been asked to leave any public parks recently or to tread carefully not of late but that has happened in in your life right yes one time yeah have you mentioned that on the podcast you don't have to tell the story i think so I think oh, okay. so. Yeah. Yeah. I all. I mean, it's if, better if and we if don't I, say. And if I haven't, then someone can write in about it next week and say, "What yes, are you? Guys, what are you all talking about?" Well, Jarrett's been asked to leave a few public places <laughs> in his lifetime because he was, I believe, making people uncomfortable. <laughs> is uh, how it was put, like a, in a delicate way, potentially. 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 Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's okay. I, too, have nothing to report. Oh, I thought you said you, too, have been recently removed from a public space for no. making people uncomfortable. Not not for years. Not for it's years. Happened, yeah. but not for years. Well, nothing you want to talk about on the recorded record. Well, I don't want to get um, <clears throat> this is a character for a podcast. Right. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I can't... Uh, I can't go back on anything that's already been mandated, you know. Don't want to backtrack on stuff. That's fair. That makes sense. Well, it's good to know that people are aware that we have nothing to report. Absolutely nothing to report tomorrow. Yep. RJ, do you know what tomorrow is? Uh, the day of reckoning? Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day, RJ. I remember two years ago, the day, like, two days after all the lockdowns first started and uh, local Creepsville establishments uh, got pretty cheeky 
posting pictures of Coronas and stuff like that and said, hey, come on down to our place. We're still open. And boy, do we got cold beer for St. Patrick's Day. And man, did they have a laugh while thousands and millions of people were dying. Oh. Eventually. Eventually. But at the time, thousands were dying. Mm-hmm. I believe. But hey, have yourself a, a nice cold green one. Nice cold green one? And uh, and so now they that place isn't doing that anymore. But I we you sent me <laughs> it's not a doing, local... not, not doing too much actually. Not doing too much. Is that place closed? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, oh, nice. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't you worry, RJ. Uh, nature found a way. I got gotcha. you. What about uh, that Chinese restaurant that uh, you sent me? Their their COVID messaging. <laughs> I think they're doing fine. Yeah. What was it again? It was like COVID may have changed our life, but not our food. <laughs> Uh, yeah, something like that. That, and, that was and, a real winner. And it made it. Uh, I my eyebrow raised. But <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, appropriate. I mean, kudos to them for trying. You know. Yeah. Well, I, swing for the fences. Well, the, the that was like from like a few months earlier, and yeah. there was comments on that post were like. Do you allow unvaccinated people to eat in your establishment? Which, of course, at the time, you couldn't because there was a vaccine passport in effect. And this person, this poor restaurant, I think he's saying, we're sorry, but we're just following provincial guidelines over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over and over again. And now now it's like, hey, anyone can come stuff their face. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. We don't give a shit. When do you plan to uh, visit this restaurant? Uh, never. No. Um, no. Okay. No. Okay. Well, that's fine. No, I've. Uh, I think I've, I got takeout there once, and uh, actually, no, twice. The first time it was very good. The second time, mm-hmm. not so good. Not so great. Pretty bad. Yeah. It's okay. You can make your own, right? I can. Yeah. I, and I and will. you have. And you will. Yeah. It's Very all, good. It's, it's all about it's all about that Chinese cooking wine, RJ. Yeah, I know, but there's other skill that's involved in there. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Well, RJ. Yeah. How 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 are you going to kick off Saint Patty's Day? Um, I plan to uh, go to work. Yep. And then come home. Oh. And uh, probably not leave the house. Ooh. Maybe I'll even have. Some candy, some chocolate, or something. Okay, I thought maybe like you'd decide to like you know go to a local comic book store for some some gaming. Maybe go play some uh, I don't know some some Blood Bowl or some. Oh, some, is that it? Some magic, that what... some Magic the Gathering, and uh, you know maybe bring your mono green deck. You know for oh. Saint Patrick's Day. That's what I think. That's what the cool kids would be doing. I think. Is that what the custom is? I have no idea. I'll be, you... I'll, I'll be working. I'll be, I'll be partaking without doing anything. You might get dealed in one go, though. No. Yeah. Oh, maybe. That's how. That's how those games. Yeah. Work, pe- right? People just like stop. Just get. They, they challenge in. you. It's like a duel, like Yu-Gi-Oh style. Yeah. And you can't say no, right? Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I ain't a coward. Well, what would be your uh, if you did get challenged to a duel and you were allowed to pick the weapon? What would you pick? <sighs> Oh, Come on, oh boy, RJ. Come on. Man, this feels like a trap. 
No, it's not. What What do you think you'd have your best option with? And this can be anything. What? Could be a game. Could be uh, uh, a challenge of wit, Duncan style. <laughs> Are they? You You could have for, a challenge of for, wit. For Four D chess. Four D chess. You could also potentially have a debate, a fedora debate. Mm-hmm. That's right. As As it were. Be a, be a debate, uh, debate bro. You could challenge them in an Adam Sandler movie trivia contest. Yes, Bobby. Potentially. <laughs> so are you going to answer the question or not? No. Why not? I, I reject the premise. I mean, it's a it's a legitimate question. If one of the <laughs> emailers asks... <laughs> is, is, is it legitimate? Sure. If one of the emailers asks it, <laughs> will it... you be uh, obliged to uh, obligate it? Uh, I'll plead the fifth. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I don't. Uh, that that's that's not my style, RJ. I, I understand. Oh yeah. Well, Jared uh, decided not to say, so I guess we'll never know. That's right. But what we will know is what's happening in Creepsville, Creepsbag, Creepsbag emails. You ready for emails. this? Yeah. See, did you like that transition? I'm working on transition. That, that's pretty good. I mean, you yeah. you usually leave that to me, so that's pretty nice. Thank you. Yeah, emails. Emails. You want to hear from Keegan Day? Keegan Michael Key? The Very Serious Dilemma. Uh-oh. Hey, fellas. What are, you guys, what are your guys' thoughts on Spider-Man and the Batman getting into Letterboxd's Top 250? I've seen some complaints from crybabies. I mean, people mm. saying Letterboxd is turning into IMDb and that it's an outrage. I know I can't sleep knowing these theme park movies are higher mm. on this internet list than my favorite art films. I mean, that is a strong thing. I'd say maybe more for the for the Spider-Man movie. That that definitely seems like a like a theme park. Well, the Batman is almost a hard R. Hard R. In terms of rating. So uh PG thirteen R. A PG thirteen R. So I feel like that's a, a little bit um more reasonable, potentially. Um I don't know, man. Everything's made up. Nothing's real, right? That's right. You know? Letterbox isn't real. Oh boy. Yeah, where where I don't even know where to find Letterbox top two hundred and fifty list. It's probably somewhere you least expect it. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, is this it right here? Updated weekly letterbox. So top fifty of twenty twenty two. That's not it. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I remember like just kind of you know, shaking my head when like La La Land skyrocketed mm. up that list, and you just go, yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, here we go. Found it. Top uh, two hundred fifty narrative feature films. Mm-hmm. You know about this? Uh, no. But I'm listening. You know about you know that you know about a movie called Parasite, RJ. Uh, I've heard of films called things that are similar to that. Yes. Well, it's number one. Okay. Is that good? I don't know. How do you? How does that? How does that make you feel? I heard there's gonna be a Parasite movie. Are you excited about that? A what? A, or a Parasite TV show? Ah. Are you excited about that? <laughs> oh, I was a little like, yeah, there is going to be a Parasite movie. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, comes out in 2019. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. I think it's. I think it's gonna be a hit. Uh, let's see. Okay, what's one of the most you, recent films on this? You know, what would be a better list would be movies that actually maintain 
these high ratings over time and it's not just a one weekend it shoots up and then it never gets a watch again you know what i mean well let's take a look so we got the batman we have spider-man yeah. no way home drive my car mm. the worst person in the world i know him uh you, you know her i well i know the guy we got evangelion 4 whatever you want to call it 3.0 plus 3 mm. 1.0 the the fada you know about the fada the fada i know about the brada hello mudda hello mudda hello fada you know you know you know about the the little the little women uh i've heard i i, I remember a, a podcast host said i don't i don't much care for it that's pretty boring um, yep what about portrait of a lady on fire rj i heard that it is art what about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Ah, that one could be art. What about Paddington 2? Ooh, that is transcending Ooh. cinema? What about Get Out? Ah, I mean, it was good. Is it still good? Is it, I don't know. Is it Moonlight good? Ah, is it uh, other movie good? I'm just looking at this list, and uh, I think uh, it'll sort itself out. I mean, I definitely yeah. kind of go prisoners. Uh, that seems... See, I it's like I said, I think a better list would be one that shows how how often these movies maintain that stuff, and it's not just, like, one-time deals. Yeah, this is... I mean, who cares? Yeah. But, I mean, I clearly uh, some people lose sleep over it. Yeah. They wake up and they're ready to do battle. Uh, mm -hmm. There's actually some like old review of mine. Uh, a random comment appeared on it saying, uh, but it actually isn't. And they, they tried to argue with me. And they also said, we don't do calculations like that. So I'm not sure if this person had anything to do with letterbox. But then I responded, clarifying how I came to this statement. Uh -huh. And I never got a response. And I, what movie was it for? Deadwood Park, RJ. Oh, because yeah. it's I'm a, not, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a movie that uh, it has a very high rating, and I don't think anyone's really seen it. And I asked in my in my original review, kind of like it's really fascinating how this movie's got all these like dead accounts that have all reviewed it, mm -hmm. and it's very peculiar. And someone actually in the comments three years ago when I first reviewed it, I guess, said that oh, it might have been like a poured over from IMDb reviews for like, and it was because mm. of Deadwood the TV show as opposed to Deadwood Park. And it could be a, oh. it could have been like a weird orphan thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't, I have no idea how Litterbox does things, mm -hmm. um, but sure. And then somebody responded, that's not in the top 100 movies or top 150 horror films. And I went, but it is when you look at it through average popularity. It's like mm -hmm. up, to, it's between as they point out, Deep Red and 1922 Nosferatu. And as we all know, we all know Deadwood Park. I mean, I'm still thinking about it yeah. based on your, your recap of said films. It was just one of those peculiar things because that's sometimes how I look up movies. That's how you find some real mm -hmm. oddities for the Halloween season. And that movie popped up and it's feature length. I'm like, why have I never heard of this before? And why do people yeah. give it such high like, high uh, ratings? And then I watched it and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, who, like how does anyone... You loved even, it. How could anyone care about this? I've never heard of it. And like, yeah, so it's it's a peculiar thing. And then it's mm -hmm. like, is this really worth uh, 
arguing with a complete stranger on the internet for? I don't think so. Throw your fedora on, and then you'll you'll have to argue <sighs> you with them. You can get into battle mode. Yeah, and you'll say, well, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll say it like that, too. What, what about mommy? You know about mommy? Like the Canadian? Yeah, Xavier mm-hmm. Dolan film. <laughs> um, I watched that movie. It was fine. Yeah, it's a. It's I don't. A, I don't know why it's. It's a big. In, th- it's a big three star movie. That's all right. Yeah, I don't know. I never really um understood why it was so highly regarded. I was like, this is fine. Just a movie, but a guy, and another guy. You know what I mean? I know. Uh, yeah. He knows what I mean. Yeah. Beauty. About guys and other guys. Beauty, beauty. Yeah. Well, there's what an e- that's an email. Well. We got sure an email from one Lawrence Kreisak. Holy shit. With an email entitled Metal Gear, Sar- Metal Gear Solid Alert Sound. Uh-oh. Boom! Snake. Like that? No. Huh? Huh? There you go. We got sound effects down. Hey, creeps. Hi, hi. I am compelled as a man who has a Uh-oh. foxhound tattoo on his arm. Uh-oh. To chime in and wholeheartedly dispute RJ's hot take that oh, Guns no. of the Patriots is the best Metal Gear Solid oh, has come to on. offer. Absolutely not. Just no. <laughs> I know he's a big snake eater boy. We've all seen the video. And the original Metal Gear Solid is the weakest? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, I never said any of them were bad. I was just ranking them in order that I liked them, you know, mm-hmm. subjectively, subjectively. There's no argument that Metal Gear Solid Five has the best gameplay, hands yeah. down. But yes. taken as a complete package, the proper series ranking oh, dear. is three. Yes. One. Okay. Two. Okay. Five. Okay. Four. No. Come on. <laughs> Come on. This is some sort of decoy, decoy octopus shenanigans here. He's trying to bait switch us. Yes. Yes, he's uh, he's getting into the deep state here. And I don't think he understands the, the, the guns of the Patriots, Jarrett. Old Snake. Who, 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 who couldn't like Old Snake, Jarrett? I know you're a big fan of Old Snake, right? Am I? I don't know. I like Old Snake. He's fun. He smokes cigarettes. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? No. Um, Why well, I, I know everyone loves Snake Eater. Snake Eater is good too. Like I, I like it as well. But uh, I don't know, man. I like Guns of the Patriot. I like that story. I think it's very topical for today. It resonated with me. You know yeah, what I mean, Jarrett? It's it's spake to you. Nan uh, nano machines. It's very topical. I mean, that's that's the day of, that's my daily life is uh, the nanites. Well, I actually I saw Hideo Kojima spirit gamer i saw he posted something like a couple months ago um because in that game guns like register to like like dna readings on like people's hands or something and apparently someone made a or like there's guns that do that now they like register to your genetic code and hideo was like yes i did that also mm-hmm. and then i went okay cool 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 based on having watched the cutscenes, jared where do you rank the metal gear solid games on cutscenes uh, alone. On cutscenes alone, uh, I'd have to rewatch them. You should. It'd be like sixty hours, but it'd be worth it. Well, I mean, you, yeah, I'd have to be watching those Twin Snake uh, cutscenes, the, yeah. re, the re-up version. Um, yeah. I mean, part. I'm always going to be a little partial to the ones I've played. Which ones did you play? One, two, 
part of three. I never really got into three. I, I found that uh, when I played three, I had just been playing a completely different style of video game, and I found getting into the controls were like re- was real weird. Yeah, it's uh, it does take a bit to get back into it. That's why whenever I did that rip through where I did uh, two, three, and four, yep. it was it was easier to do that. Um, just just so that you had a feel for the the controls again because it does it takes a little bit to get back into it unless you have a foxhound tattoo and then you can probably just you know drop in any day yeah it's like sinking into a nice warm tub mm. Ooh. see i want to know what lauren who lawrence's buddy is because uh in mg5 mgs5 you can have a buddy like quiet the bikini girl or the horse or walker or Didi, the dog i always went with Didi. i liked him you have a little dog walk around with you. It's fun. It's fun, Jer. Four is just oh. too mired in cleaning up all the eclectic loose ends that Kojima had created for himself. Yeah. And it's done with just a bit too much fan service along the way. I certainly don't consider it no. a bad game, but it's by far the least focused and least memorable experience of the Metal Gear series. Um, I mean, he's entitled to like his opinion, man. Mm-hmm. But it's just like an opinion, man. Uh, I don't know. I like four. It's got that one hour cutscene in it. That's un- <laughs> that's like unpausable. So it uh, really, really dials you in. You know what I mean, Jer? Like what if you had to go pick up the kids? Nope. Yeah, you say, listen, tough, baby. Tough titty. You say, I don't know. I'm already 30 minutes in this. It doesn't seem like it's ending. I, j- I, I guess you got to find your own way home. Yeah. Wife and kids. If nothing you know. else, though, it still had David Hayter voicing Snake. Yes. Not Kiefer Sutherland putting in an afternoon of recording effort. Yeah, that I, I don't know if I mentioned, but Kiefer Sutherland voices Snake in um uh five. Fa- in, fa- in five. And uh in the first minute I was like, What the fuck is this? And then like it's kind of a plot thing, but like so Ryan didn't tell me, but I was like, I feel like the reason it's Keith or Sutherland is for for a reason or something like that. And it's it's actually not like a big thing or anything like that. Like Kojima said he just wanted someone else because there was like, what did he say? There was less talking for Snake in this one or something like that. But it was all based on like facial recognition. So they wanted a like a face, like mm. a real life face actor and not a voice actor. That was the explanation he gave. But um, yeah, Keith or Sutherland was... Every time you hear him talk, you're like, that's not Snake. Get out of here. It's Kiefer Sutherland. It's Kiefer Sutherland. It's Jack Bauer. But hey, maybe you'll join me on the Colonel Campbell Creeps podcast, and we can hammer this out weekly, five hours at a time. Um, I, I, I would have when I was like in it, you know what I mean? But I just got out, man. You're big boss boy. Lawrence. Ooh, I like that. P.S. Thank you for the Professor Layton talk. There's not enough Criterion <laughs> podcast showing love for the work of Level Five games. Not sure what's that. What that's about. Yeah, I agree. We need more puzzle talk in here, Jared. What's your favorite puzzle? I guess in general. Yeah. What's 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 a good uh, puzzle you like? Ooh, what, what were those like ones where it's like the metal uh, bits that are like the triangles that are all no, interlocked? No, come on. Yeah, you asked. <laughs> Okay, that's no, fine. No, nobody likes those puzzles. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Fuck those puzzles. You just get frustrated within three seconds and you go, eh. Yeah. Throw it. You, know, you say, I want my life back. I want to be one of the solid snakes. That's right. Yeah. Andrew makes fun of uh, Metal Gear with me a lot. 
because she thinks that like all the names are named at it's like what a six-year-old would name characters it's like it's big boss it's solid snake and liquid snake and naked snake and she's not wrong well she she doesn't get it but that's the charm that's the charm you know that's it's because it's so straight and it's right on you know what i mean it's gi joe yeah did you see uh it is well it is did you see kojima was going on about uh the lego batman movie this week i did not it was pretty hilarious he was talking about like like the, the tweets it was like one he's talking about like pattinson's batman and nolan's batman and like why the like batman as a character itself is good in certain reasons and you're reading all that and you're like cool cool and then like the follow-up tweet is like and that's why lego batman is my favorite movie and you're like what <laughs> you're like where'd that come from but then he had like three more following tweets about why lego batman is so good in his his mind i thought it was funny spirit gamer where you at come talk to us about lego batman while we wait for that yeah justin peterson writes in oh shit licorice pizza mm, tasty Ooh. hey jaren rj what's happening Next up on my Best Picture nominee tour, as promised, we have Licorice Pizza, which I would chalk up as a simple love story about two strong-willed individuals shot with PTA's excellent visual flair, funny moments Mm -hmm. of absurdity, great dialogue, and authentic performances. Sure. I would consider this mid-tier PTA, since it's just an inconsequential young adult romance, but if I'm going to watch a period romance, it might as well be written and directed by... Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, sure. Next week, I will bring you up to speed on the three-hour slow burn Japanese art house drama, Drive My Car. That's mm. all for now. Yours in Creeping, Big J Money Peterson. That's it, RJ. Wow. Wow. That's no all. questions? Nothing. Nothing? Nope. I mean, I, I guess I can build off of that. You know what I didn't know? That Drive My Car is uh, based on a Murakami story. You know Murakami? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I thought that was interesting. I said, I like Murakami. I've read some of his books. Is that why people have been talking about uh, Einstein on the Beach? <laughs> what, mm, what's it called? Kafka. On Kafka the shore? on the Beach. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. The, Kafka oh, yeah. on the Shore. I, 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 Einstein on the Beach is a Philip Glass thing, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why. I mean, Murakami's pretty popular, and he, I think he pops up once every once in a while, right? Like, I don't. I haven't read Kafka on the Shore, but I've read uh, other Murakami books, and I like them. Sometimes the I've, stuff gets I've a little bit. Read Winding out there. Bird. Wind Up Bird Chronicles. Wind, yeah, I've read that. Yeah, I've read that one too. That one and uh, Norwegian Wood and uh, I don't. Know, I can't remember something else. Murakami's cool. Aren't aren't those books just? And you put your finger to your cheek. Oh. Well, yeah. There's talking cats. Yeah. There's sometimes erotica 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 and sometimes there's um espionage gi joe style Ooh. tactical espionage Ooh. you know what i mean you want to hear about baseball baseball why did sam sanchez write in he sure did we got some we got some real uh words for sam sanchez you see that stuff he's been commenting lately Uh, i've been seeing that wow huge Huge. Yeah. Baseball is back, it is entitled. This oh, email. So, Garrett and Balrog, baseball mm-hmm. is officially back. 
The CBA has been resolved, and the Mike Trout drawings ended at around 97 days, I believe. Mm. So you both can rejoice in the fact that there will be actually a baseball season, and I can go back to writing emails about my fantasy baseball league, which I will be doing my first draft uh, next week, first week of April. Got to start prepping for that. How about you, RJ? You're gonna get you're getting ready for your uh, fantasy baseball draft. I've been wearing a, a cup all week, just getting ready for it. Next, in some oh. wrestling news, first, R.I.P. to Scott Hall. This one has sucked more than the average celebrity death for me. Growing up, Razor Ramon was probably in my t- favorite three, along with Shawn Michaels and Mr. Perfect. So the news sucked to hear over the weekend with his situation just getting worse and worse and seeing all uh, the tributes from a ton of other wrestlers. You know, mm-hmm. you, you hear about this, RJ? You hear about the passing of Scott Hall, Razor Ramon? Razor Ramon, Diamond. the bad guy? Yeah, the bad guy. The bad guy? I did uh, I did see that. That's uh, too bad. But he was in he was in pretty rough shape. I, I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was the Diamond Dallas Page one. Uh, the... Or the Jake the Snake movie where they go mm-hmm. to Diamond Dallas Page. And Scott Hall's in that. And when when I saw him, I was like, whoa. I was like, this dude is not doing good. Did you ever watch that one? I did. Yeah. That's the one, right? The, where the, Scott the, Hall's pretty rough. Yeah. Well, he's been he's been in uh, t- tough times for a yeah. long time. But yeah, I guess he was getting like leg surgery or knee surgery or something like that. Hip surgery? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he had like heart attacks. Heart, fa- heart failure. Like, three of yeah. them. And, yep. Yeah. Life support, and that's it. Damn. We're, we watched another one, Jarrett. Death comes to all, RJ. Well, death is inevitable. Inevitable. That's inevitable. Right. Inevitable. Inevitable. It's a hard word to say sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. words hard. What, what were your top three uh, wrestlers growing up, RJ? Macho Man. Yep. Uh, because Macho Man was pretty cool. And I did like the Hulkster as well, although um, they were a little bit before me. I just saw, you know, like when I saw them, it was all reruns. Tapes. Tapes. Yeah. So, like, I, I was a big Macho Man guy. Um, I also liked Rey Mysterio because I thought he was cool. That's three. And, uh, okay. okay. I'm going to take Hulk out. Macho Man, Rey Mysterio, and... Um, you know who I liked was Dude Love. Oh, good. You know, uh, yeah. I, I, in my list, I got I got a part. It's kind of odd because when I was a kid, my taste would obviously be what a kid's was. But yeah. when I was doing the rewatch, man, mm-hmm. Mick Foley. Uh, Mick man, Foley is so good. Man, man, oh, he he is uh, a un, unselfish wrestler. He oh, yeah. the shit he will do to to get a match going and oh. So good. It's like, yeah, yeah he's incredible. incredible. He is incredible. Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Uh, dude love mankind. He was the best, man. And that's also where I lost all my respect for The Rock was in that <laughs> video of them behind the stage. And <laughs> From a, beyond the mat and uh, yeah. Dwayne taking liberties. Oh, yeah. And he's just he's treating Mick Foley like a real piece of shit. And it's just like, it's like this dude is literally like breaking his body forever. Will probably die soon. Or not like, like at the time <laughs> at the time you know it was like yeah. this guy could die any fucking minute because of what he's doing and and the rock's like oh yeah, yeah I got my own things going on here I'm doing pretty good yeah did you see what I did there and you're just mm-hmm. like oh my god you're like this guy is well, he was like not not, yeah. a, not not a good guy yeah well you know RJ I think as I've said to you before I feel like the 
the rock really exudes that both sides energy. Oh yes, big time. Yeah. He's playing both sides, so he always comes out on top. That's right. Well, you know, and I, I think I feel like uh, old Cody Rhodes is kind of uh, mm-hmm. one of the one of that type too. What about Dusty Rhodes? Oh, d- d- oh, you mean the gold dust? <laughs> yes. What about him? Yes. Yeah, he he seemed pretty good. Like I mean, he was wearing that oh. makeup and leather all the time. That couldn't have been easy. Uh, yeah. Well, I know. I thought he was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I thought he was neat. I always like the the villains or RJ. Yeah. So you liked Mick Foley? That's one. Well, he's like when I go back, you're like, man, this guy is so damn good. As a oh, kid, okay. though, I think from the Attitude Era, I really thought Kane was awesome. Kane was awesome. Kane yeah. Kane was cool. Uh. As a kid, who was I like into? I mean, obviously, like I would have liked Undertaker as well. Oh yeah. Uh, even though it's all Persona, and yeah, I mean, I thought uh, Shawn Michaels was a, was a, oh, was, yeah. a, was a great heel. And when you go back and watch, like, oh, yeah, I know he's like a really good wrestler. <laughs> like, oh yeah. So, yeah. I I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, one time my brother was in the hospital uh, when he was like a little kid, and this was when he was huge in wrestling. This was when Bret Hart was. Yeah, real big. See, and that's the thing. It's like I I like Bret Hart a lot, yeah. but I I mean in video games I'd be playing Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I I, I feel you. I feel you. I like Shawn Michaels as well. Andrea bought me a Shawn Michaels T-shirt uh, a while ago because she's found it at a store and she's like, "You like this guy, right?" And I was like, "I do like <laughs> that guy." Um, but one time my brother was in the hospital when he was like ten or eleven, and he was really into wrestling. And Bret Hart came. Uh, he was at the hospital visiting kids, and uh, he wanted to come see my brother. And my mom said. No, thanks. My son doesn't like wrestling. He likes Ghostbusters. And uh, she sent Bret Hart away. <laughs> <laughs> and then my brother still brings it up sometimes <laughs> because of how mad he is. He's like, he's well, like it's may- the Hitman Hart. Maybe he's too greasy. <laughs> like, oh, I bet I bet he was pretty he was, greased up he, when he, he came. Was, he was flicking that hair of his, his wet, greasy hair. And his, like, yeah. he's like, I'm going to slide my gross glasses onto your kid's head. Get away from my boy with his jackets, his, his oversized French jacket. Oh, man. Right. Wouldn't yeah. it have been sweet, yeah. though? <laughs> that, his, uh, that, that very Albertan hoser accent. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just terrific. Terrific. Right, One of a kind talent. I, I also, I, I didn't throw this in there, but I was a big Stone Cold Steve Austin fan when I was yeah. younger. And uh, I think I was, on my like 11th or 12th birthday or something, my mom uh, bought me some non-alcoholic beer so I could go out in the backyard and Stone Cold it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and today is actually 316. It is. And uh, Kevin, Owens, Kevin Owens cut a promo on Steve Austin today because apparently... 59-year-old Steve Austin is going to have a match at WrestleMania. I mean, that's pretty sick. Steve Austin seems like a good guy, a good guy in the last uh, few years. Well, I mean, better than some of those other guys. Uh, no? 50, oh, okay. Sorry, 57 years old. 57 oh, okay. years young. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I, I saw a few things about Steve Austin in the last couple of years where he seemed to be trying to be a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was he's like, tr- "That's cool." He's trying hard, you know. Yeah, he seemed to be at least. I I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. He he gets one of those uh, those passes, RJ. Yeah. A lot of guys get passes. But yeah, as a kid, yeah, I mean, obviously, Macho Man's awesome. Hulk uh, Hogan. Everyone liked Hulk Hogan, and of course, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior is pretty cool. Yeah. 
Ultimate Warrior is pretty cool. Also, Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, Who yeah. doesn't like that guy? Yeah, Bam Bam ruled. Bam Bam was awesome. Yeah. Ever since he was on Boy Meets World, I was like, man, that guy's cool. And, and Ada? You know what? Ada. Oh, yeah. Big Bam I know. Ada. Oh, yeah. I know. I know about a little Ada. Um, I also liked Yokozuna. <laughs> Yokozuna? The definitely not a Japanese man. Yeah. Uh, playing, uh, Samoan man playing a Japanese man. Except for when he sat on Jake's snake and he killed it. That oh, was kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's upsetting stuff. Yeah. So that's not good. No. But here we are. In brighter news, mm-hmm. Big E broke his neck. You guys see this? Mm-hmm. That was pretty I rough. Did not. I'm sure being a big meaty man helped him basically have the best possible outcome of what could have been from a broken neck. Being Twi- a what? A big meaty man. Okay. Can you know, you know about necks, RJ? I've heard. It, I've it, heard. it really help. It really helps when you get dropped on your neck to have mm. a little bit of beef there, because it'll hold your neck in place when it breaks from force, and it'll make sure mm-hmm. that you're you just don't die, or or, or ah. actually become yeah. Because that's what happened to T.J. Wilson. Almost, he almost got necked by a Samoa Joe. What if um? What if you get tombstoned? Doesn't that that's, put you right on you, your neck? You mean like Steve Austin? Yeah. Well, he wasn't Tombstone, but it was a pile driver. Yeah. Well, wouldn't that hurt your neck a little bit? Yeah, it it could big big time. You gotta get the that fusion done. The fusion? Yeah, you know about fusion. I've heard of things that are similar. Are you, are you watching this clip, RJ? No, did you send it to me? I, I did just now. Oh, oh, I see. I didn't see it before. Yeah. Do do do. I didn't. Uh, usually, when you send me a message in the chat, I get a beep, but I didn't okay. get a beep this time. It's weird. Uh, Twitter is opening. It's currently spinning. And uh, okay, here's Biggie. And ooh, yeah, that was right on his head. Yeah. Straight, on, that straight they, on his head. Do you think they kept wrestling? No, no, they did not. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I'm surprised this wasn't Seamus who threw him down right on his <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out if that was Seamus in the ring. That's a very, very pale person. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't, I have, isn't he I, the I, one who hurts everyone all the time? I don't, uh, yeah, he's. I think he's got a kind of a rep that way. But uh, this is some guy named Ridge Holland or something like that. I've, oh, I've, I have no idea who this Lummox is. But apparently uh, Taz... Taz says uh, Ridge uh, didn't really uh, didn't pop those hips proper, and uh, so he wasn't able mm. to like help protect the man that he was uh, belly to bellying. So mm. that's what happened. They're both big men, and that's uh, that was bad. And you could tell the guy went. He probably heard something when he went. Oh, oh, mm. he went right into the ground. <laughs> I didn't learn that at wrestling school. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm not quite sure about that. More wrestling news. Has Garrett been keeping up with that control your narrative business that EC3 and Braun Strowman, I believe, are pushing? Just thought I'd leave their Fight Club-esque rules here Mm -hmm. for discussion. Oh, RJ, control your narrative. You can only imagine the, the, the imagery that they're trying to go for with this. It's about, and what is it? Um, the, the imagery. So they're kind of t- trying to tap into, as uh, Sam kind of mentioned, this Fight Club kind of tough guy thing. Ugh. Um, and it's about being a self-made man and controlling your narrative. No, thank you. Do so you want to hear the rules? 
Okay. Number one, you are in control. Number two. That's that's the first rule? Number two, all caps, you are in control. Oh, my God. Uh, I, control I think, is an illusion, Jarrett. I imagine it's like all these guys probably sound like they've got, like, damage to their larynxes. So I'll talk like that. I imagine because of the criminal mind days, I just imagine Rossi going, he gets off on control. Because he said that, I think, four times an episode, on average. Yeah. On average. Number Do you th- get off on control? <laughs> number, I get off on number three. Oh. Fights end when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanction matches <laughs> in quotation marks. Can't envy a pinfall. Number, mm. number four. Standard, quote-unquote, professional wrestling. <laughs> Rules apply for sanctioned, quote-unquote, matches. Chaos ensues in the <laughs> project pit. Chaos ensues in the project pit? <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's the same rules in, in your house after dark, isn't it? Chaos ensues in the project pit. <laughs> that's when you're doing your little paints and stuff. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. Right over here. Yeah. yeah, I know. Your airbrusher. Yeah. Number five, no hashtag super kicks, no hashtag tope suicidas, no hashtag Canadian destroyers. This is all about beating ass, RJ. It's a lot of clubbing blows. Is that the word that they use? Beaten ass? Beaten ass. Wow. Yeah. Wow, what's a Canadian uh Canadian destroyer? Uh, yeah, a, what's it's, up? it's a pretty flippy looking move. It's, it's, it's flippy? Yeah, you look you can look up a Canadian destroyer. There's probably many, many examples of it online. Can I search this with safe search on? Yes. Canadian because I'm not gonna get like something weird here, am I? <laughs> I don't know. No no guarantees. Much like this these rules. <laughs> Rules and regulations. It's like literally rules and regulations and talking about chaos ensuing. Oh, I see. I see this Canadian yeah. destroyer. It's a fancy move. Yeah. I gotcha. I the, gotcha. Number six. The fight isn't with your opponent. It is with yourself. <laughs> did, that, did that need to be specified? <laughs> yeah, it's always with yourself, buddy. Yeah. Bro. It's, it's about the battle within. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the, the number seven mm-hmm. fights will go on as long as they have to. Sanctioned quote unquote matches hit their times. What? They hit their times, brother. It's like you you, you beat ass until you the time runs out. He's like, I thought you're supposed to ta- like win. Shouldn't you submit? Was... You know, shouldn't you be like submitting your opponents at some point? No. Yeah, I thought it was tapping or knockout. It literally says fights and when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. But they also say fights will go on as long as they have to. Sanction matches hit their times. What the fuck does that mean? But that that they that they're these people's rules are falling apart right in front of us. Or I, I, I don't understand their language. Mm. And number eight, if you want to hashtag control your narrative, you have to fight. Control your narrative. Yeah. Do you think these are some of the same guys that are like, send me to the Ukraine? I'll take care of things. Give me a, give me a monster and uh, some wireless earbuds, and uh, the the weapon of my choice. I'll have this cleared up in ten minutes. <laughs> Lastly, Sam concludes: regular mm-hmm. Oreos are better than double stuffed. Bye, guys. 
Hey, Sam, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Ain't no one taking regular ass Oreos. No. When double stuff is is yeah. on the table. Yeah. If you don't have double stuff and you just have regular, yeah, you're going to eat them. But if there's an option between the two, ain't nobody picking That's regular Because, you know, it's like, what? You never had that thing where you're a kid, like you take the, the middle bit away off, in, off the one part of each one and combine them to make a super Oreo? Well, they just mm. cut out the middle, man, and they just sold them that way. Double stuff, baby. Hmm. I mean, yes. That is how I would like to do it. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. In, in, in the In the pit? In the pit of, uh, what was it, Honor Pit or something? <laughs> the Project Pit. Project Pit. I feel like it, Project Pit is misleading because it could just be a bunch of dudes just like, you know, crafting and like... Uh, grappling? Yeah, I mean, there might be some light grappling no. involved. Cressing. Light grappling. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, dude. That uh, Egregious. It doesn't sound good to me. No. Nothing. Nothing sounds. Any, nothing sounds good. Yeah. In that email, baseball's back. It's not great. No more Mike Trout drawings. Like, I mean, that's bad news. That is bad news. I hope there was and, like a a big finish. Do you know what I mean? Like one last one that was like to commemorate things. Oh right, yeah. Because well, I guess you don't you don't know when it's going to like end out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like a. It's the big one. The big one. The big one. What was your big one? Hasn't happened yet. You haven't had the big one yet? Not yet. Oh, shit. You want to hear from oh, another Sam? Um, Which one? Um, This one from Montreal. Is it, but is it Sam number one? With this, um, with this Oreo talk. That is Sam number and then one. In this, in this Instagram yeah. well-deserved talk. It is well-established that Sam Sanchez is Sam number two all right and if he has a problem with that he can talk to our supervisor sam loveland writes yes hello creeps hello i'm back from home from my trip up north i had a lot of fun except that i have two tests this friday and i didn't study at all during my trip damn oh well at least i had the knowledge of having been in the same country as the hosts of the world famous criterion cruise podcast for a week Absolutely. I, I learned some pretty good Quebecois slang words. A Ooh. favorite of mine is calling someone le scrap, which I, scrap? which I guess means someone is a lowlife or a scumbag. I mean, potentially. I, I do like the uh, word scumbag. Scumbag? Yeah. It's a bag of scum. I mean, it's one way to look at it. Yeah. Would I use that? Maybe not. St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow, so be sure to wear green. Otherwise, you will be assaulted, RJ. Do you think that in the consent era, do you think that pinching someone not wearing green is still going to fly? Because if someone pinched me, I'd call the cops. Yeah. Or you would turn to them and go, you've got a lawsuit on your hands, pal. (laughs) you got a lawsuit on your hands, pal. Say, did you just pinch my ass? And they say, what? No, that was your shoulder. And I say... They said you touched my body in an inappropriate manner. Doesn't matter where on my body it was touched, right, Jared? No. Doesn't yes. it doesn't matter. Yeah. I hated St. Patrick's Day as a little oh, kid. It's, yeah, it's bullshit. The pinching stuff, I thought that was such horseshit. It fucking drew me drove me crazy because I don't like being touched. And then oh. people would come and even when you're wearing green, people would come in 
up and pinch you anyways. And you, I know that's, that's there's, what, there's no winning. That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, yeah, there's like times where it's like, oh, they'll, they'll say I'm colorblind, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck? It's like, what is this nonsense? Yeah, and then it's like, but if you pinch someone wearing green, you're supposed to get two pinches back or a punch. But then those people would always be like, oh, I didn't see. I didn't see. And it's like, I'm wearing a green shirt and green pants. How the fuck did you not see that? <laughs> well, b- buddy, it's the project bit. <laughs> <laughs> buddy, chaos ensues. You're in control. <laughs> this is hashtag the match. Good. What? <laughs> You're in control. I, on my narrative, which is pinching you. Oh, my God. Oh Just my... no. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I would ask if either of you knew of any St. Patrick's Day movies, but that might be too niche. The only tangentially related movies I can think of are the Leprechaun Horror Series, which I've never seen before. Oh, Sam, I mean, if you love Jerry Lewis, you'll love Leprechaun 4. That, that checks out. Yeah. Is Jerry Lewis in Leprechaun 4? Oh, I mean, no, but... Oh. I, I haven't seen it myself, uh, but oh. I'm assuming it's very similar. Anyways, Ooh. hope the both of yours first time back in a movie theater in like two years was enjoyable. The one in Montreal that I saw the Batman in was this old hockey rink downtown that they converted into a movie theater. You might have discussed this before, but do either of uh, you get any concessions when you see a movie? I don't mind well. a bit. Of, I don't mind a bit of popcorn myself, except more than a few handfuls of it makes me feel ill. Anyways, thanks and have a good show, Sam Slam Love Machine Loveland. What about you, Jared? Do you get any concessions? I don't. Jared is a non-concession guy. I uh, when I was frequenting, I'd be I'd say like fifty-fifty. Some days I didn't want any. Some days I'd go for it. Concession stuff is expensive, so I not all the time, but. I've been known to dabble in some popcorn, right, Jared? You you do dabble. Um, I, I do I, dabble. I, I believe uh, you were mentioning something about popcorn and urinals the other day. Um, well, that was that was whatever the last movie we saw together was, so that, like uh, years I, and years I, ago. I think that, that was some time ago now, but yeah. Well, putting popcorn under the urinal is a uh, something that's, you just can't unsee. That's a choice. That's a choice, and it's the wrong choice. Yeah. Why do people talk about there not being wrong choices? But that, unfortunately, that there one is. That is the wrong choice. Yeah. Uh, I'll get some popcorn or some candy. Sometimes I just get a candy. I'm a big milk dud guy. I love milk duds. Are you a milk dud guy? Not really. You ever I'm, you ever I, do the milk duds in the popcorn? I mean, no. Because no. it's actually not bad. I I didn't I was, like when I first saw that I was like ugh get that get away from me. But mm-hmm. uh, I tried it once and I was like eh, it's not bad. It's not bad. When I was a kid, I I absolutely loved Junior Mints. Oh yeah, because you're such a Seinfeld kid. Ah, uh, you know what? Probably was because of that. But yeah. mint, but chocolate and mint are uh, pretty good. The Gweeds Mint. Are you a fan the, of the Gweeds Mint? The, the After Eight. Ooh, I just uh, I mean After Eights are a different ball game. Remember one time, friend of the show Ryan Nagel was talking about how he, he went to this ice cream store a lot and he kept getting the Gweeds Mint. He was like, he's like, I get the Gweeds Mint, and he was there for like three four months. Like, I mean, he he went like multiple times asking for the Gweeds Mint, and then one time he went and they're like, it's actually Guides Mint because it's Girl Guides cookies with the mint, and he was like, oh, okay. So it's uh. <laughs> 
But in our heart, it'll always be the Gweed's Mint. You know what I mean? Oh. He just thought it was an Italian guy, like like some guy named Guido. And he was like, it's the Gweed's Mint. It's, it's not to like. Is this like a village ice cream? It is. Did you find the Gweed's Mint? I, 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 I did. Guide's Mint. Yeah, Guide's Mint. So he thought it was the Gweed's Mint. Inspired by the chocolate mint girl guide cookies that make the rounds each fall, local baker Sweet Relief Pastries created a deluxe mint chocolate, especially for Village. The result? A super refreshing hit of organic mint paired with complex notes. Oh, God damn it. I, oh, mm-hmm. there's a word. There's a, there's a thing I don't complex. like. Complex? Notes. Notes of uh, dark, crunchy chocolate cookie, tempered by our rich, creamy base. Notes. Hmm. What kind of creamy base do you have? <laughs> uh, mm. The ice cream kind. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, I fall. I fall. I mean, I used to not like mint stuff a lot. I was like, why don't you just eat some toothpaste? But there, there are certain mint things that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good with now. Certain ones. That's certain ups- ones. That's pretty upsetting to me, actually. Well, I, like for a long time, I was like, why don't you just go fucking brush your teeth if you want mint in your mouth? You know what I mean? Oh, RJ. No, I'm I'm okay with it now. I I, I like mint stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. So certain. you you were getting the mint at the dentist. Or would you get like uh, strawberry fluoride? Whatever. No, I would get mint at the. I, I I have before gotten the mint at the dentist because that's the appropriate place what, what, to get what, what it. What about know? grape fluoride? Uh, I have gotten the grape. I've gotten the strawberry. Mm-hmm. I find it's better to get one that's not too over, oh, like overpowering. You know, you just want something subtle. Something well, subtle. Yeah, I'm always. I don't know. It really, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that everyone has their gay reflex. That's like mm-hmm. right, right on the edge when you're doing that. But mm-hmm. ugh, I, I don't care what it tastes like. I'm like, yeah, just give me the mint. G- give me the mint. Give me the guides, mint. Give me the guides. Give me the guides. Beautiful. Wow. Give me the guides. What were you talking about? Um. Well, that was it for the emails. Thank, oh. Thank you all. Yes. But not Sam Sanchez. No, fuck that guy. He's got a lawsuit on his hands, pal. That's right. Uh-huh. Hey, RJ, what you been creeping on this week? Um, I don't think I watched anything. Not really. No. Andrew and I are watching TV. I'm watching Enterprise. <laughs> Still? Yeah. It's oh. a long show, dude. It's like 26 episode seasons. Okay. I, th- I thought maybe you would have quit by now. No. You know, you know about quitters? I don't. No, I've no. never quit. I've I've watched every episode of Star Trek so far. I've got a couple things I'll mention. Uh, yeah. Briefly. So, you, you hear about this Shiva baby movie, RJ? You know about this? No. You, you have you seen this poster before? No. No. Okay. I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, so this is directed by uh, Emma Seligman. You, you know her? Emma Seligman? No. Seligman. So this was her... Never heard of any of this stuff. Uh, so she's a Canadian filmmaker based okay. in New York City. And this is like her feature film debut. Uh, okay. Tagline for this film, Death Family Style. Synopsis. A college student attends a family shiva 
where she is accosted by her relatives, outshined by her ex-girlfriend, and face-to-face with her sugar daddy and his family. Hmm. So, is that good? Um. Well, I don't know. A lot of people like this movie. A they lot, do? Quite a bit, yeah. It's, it's, it's like four stars, quite a bit. And so mm. I kind of have thrown this on my watch list because I saw it was on Crave, and I was like, well, I got nothing else going on in my life, and it's only 78 minutes long. Hey, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, I know, but RJ, no, don't watch this movie. Not, not a good one? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it reminds me of Mother, but mm. and, and Mother is just a lot better. <laughs> I see. This is about this girl who... Yeah, she's banging this guy at the beginning of it. and She's doing what to the guy? Banging him. Oh, okay. Yeah, riding him hard, RJ. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, they decouple. She goes and checks her phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she takes off, meets her family, her dad and her mom. They're going to the, 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 the Shiva after, the after party of the mm-hmm. funeral. And she gets accosted, as it says, by all of her family members who are like just all annoying people. Everyone, yeah. everyone's just like constantly in one mode of annoyance. And I don't think this character is particularly not annoying either. And it just fucking this movie feels forever long. This is this movie feels like it's four hours long, and it gets to the end and it's just like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, isn't that what a lot of movies are like? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Like a lot of movies, you get to the end and you go, I I stopped caring long ago. No. There's a lot lot of talk about bagels, though. Which kind of bagels? Like Bagels? But what kind of talk? Like like which ones are better? What's the best like spread? People are always like, hey, you want a bagel? There's bagels because it's Jewish, RJ. They're all. Oh. You see, is that intentional? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the, or is the, it a little too well, intentional? Have you seen the? I mean? If you see the poster art, it's literally her with a dress with bagels on it, holding up <sighs> a bagel. So this is the weird thing. So there's this poster, and I watched these two movies back to back of Licorice Pizza and Shiva Baby, and they both have these like Jewish women with their hands outreached cupping something in their hand what were they cupping well a bagel in one and the other one is a caricature of the lead character in licorice pizza played by cooper hoffman gary valentine cooper hoffman that's right gary valentine yeah gary the hammer valentine does he have bagels in that movie uh no i don't think there's i don't think there's any bagels in uh licorice pizza hmm is that an oversight, do you think? Uh, there's pinball machines. I mean, that's fine, there's too. A, there, there's a safety brother in it. Benny? Uh, I can't, maybe? Maybe Benny? Uh, which safety? It's probably Benny. Probably Benny. It's probably Benny. All right. So it wasn't a good show is what you're saying. No. No. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 it is Benny. Uh, I'm surprised people really are into this movie. I mean, aren't you surprised people are really into a lot of the movies that people are really into? Yeah, you know? but usually I, I watch those movies and go, ah, it was okay. This one, mm-hmm. ugh. 
there came a point I I hit a real wall with this movie of being like, oh, <laughs> I don't. It's yeah, it's kind of like a mix of um, oh, what's her name? Girls, Lena Dunham. Oh, yeah. Okay, I felt, I felt a little like that, and uh, again, it's like Mm-mm, I don't know about this. Not what you were, not what you signed up for. Not, not was not what I was feeling. I gotcha. I, I can't remember. Did I talk about Malignant last week at all? Mm, no. Oh, you didn't. I watched Malignant, RJ, the James Wan film. And? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, actually, maybe you did talk See, about I, Malignant I, last I, week. I don't remember if I said much about it. I think you did. I think you said something like really general, but I don't like. I don't. You didn't talk about it at length. Mm, for well, sure. It's, it's so, very James Wan-y. It's James Wanney and in the in the bad ways because like the, the, the oh. house that this woman lives in at the beginning it's just like it's the insidious house all over again. Oh, it's just the same shit again. Uh, yeah. And then there's like you know a, a long haired thing. I'm like, ghoul. Oh, but but the twist and I don't know. Is is the twist that we're the real Bagul? Uh, are you familiar with Frank Hennen Lauder movies? Yes. It's like that. I understand, but 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 played fairly straight. And all I know is on Twitter, there seems to be people who really want malignant like to be a thing. And no, mm, yeah, I saw people are really trying to because the Oscars has that fan voted best picture. Oh, best no picture. Way. Did you not hear about that? No. The Oscars is doing a uh, fan fan favorite film this year, where you you like text in to vote or something. And uh, a lot of people are trying to get malignant in, but it, it'll likely just be Spider-Man. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. Did you need another reason not to watch the Oscars this year? Because that, that could be it. <sighs> Man. Is, are, mm-hmm. are the Oscars this week? They're soon, I think. I'm not going to watch. I don't give a shit. Hmm. But they're soon. Well, I haven't watched them in For forever. years? Yeah. Oh, no. March 27th. There's. Oh, so another... Another two weeks. Yes. I gotcha. Yes, I gotcha. Yes. And uh, would you like to get to the main event? What's that? Well, the thing that uh, brought, shook the world to its knees this week, Jared. Uh, you'll, you'll have to you'll have to be clearer. I don't know what you mean. Well, as a much avid person who said, I don't ever want to go to the movie theater again, I was tempted, persuaded by the Patreon listeners out there they demanded much like millennium so it kind of had to happen so uh you and i went to the movie theater first time in years i don't even remember what the last movie i saw in theaters was i should probably check actually see if i can remember but uh i wonder if it was something that you saw with me oh well likely likely the, the big dog the big dog himself probably let me see if I can find it, but um... I'll, I'll I'll help you with that. You you uh, continue this preamble. Now the question is, okay. RJ, are we going to share this with all our regular listeners, or is this going to be holy shit? A page? Is this going to be denying people our our uh, conversation? Wow, is that uh, would that be too much? Would that be that's up to you, man. You can uh, uh, whatever you want to do. We can just talk about it, and if you'd like to edit it out, you can. And if you want to reward those nine individuals, I think I, I think I'll keep the things that people actually do want to listen to. Oh, uh, and they because you know people want to listen to it, and they should, but the things that maybe they don't want to be interested in, unless they really want to hear us talk more. I understand. I mean, I know that's like backwards logic, 
Me, but uh, mm. I feel that I feel committed to uh, to that stance of like people, whatever you people want. People want this. Uh, so it was it might have been Joker, RJ. Joker was the last one we saw in theaters together. Yep. Wow. Yep. Fitting. 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 Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about the Batman. And, uh, yeah, it's up to, through the course of this, if you want to make it a Patreon, you go right ahead. And if you want to leave it in, you go right ahead, too. You are in control. Jared. In are, the pit. You are in control. Um, RJ, are you aware of the previous film we watched before Joker? Uh, I am not. But I'm sure you'll remind me. Rambo, Last Blood. <laughs> oh, man. When, hey. Back when they made real movies, am I right? <laughs> Not this straight, uh, straight shit that we're getting nowadays. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, it's it's straight shit. There's a lot of shit out there nowadays, yep. my man. Whoa, okay, what is this? Uh, I was just clicking around, and I I decided just to click on it chapter two for no particular reason, other than we it's a movie that we, we saw watched in, theater. in theaters, but. Yeah. I was scrolling down and I see that there's related films. It below that though, similar films powered by Nano Crowd. Nano machines? Yeah. Wow. See, I told you Nano Machines is a big thing. One of the nanos is suggesting I watch Boogeyman from two thousand five and mm. A Nightmare on Elm Street from twenty ten. And scary stories to tell in the dark i've seen most of those movies and i wouldn't recommend it no um all right well hey jokers am i right so last movie we saw in the in the theater was about incels and now the first movie i saw in theaters again after a two-year hiatus is also about incels um what i'll say is i'm glad i saw this movie in the before we even get into it i'm glad i saw this movie in the theater but I plan not to see another movie in theaters for possibly another two years. Ooh, why is that? I don't know. I'm over theaters. I just want to stay home. <laughs> what about the randomness of people belching and bellowing out things at awkward times that make us look at one another and go, what is this? See, that's the thing that I'd, I'd rather not have. So uh, even though there was no like... There was no real bad stuff that happened when we were watching the movie, but uh, there there were people who just kind of belted out at random times, and you go, oh, it'd be cooler if you didn't. You know what I mean, Jared? You mean like the guy who uh, burst into a Joker laugh when when Batman turned around all pumped up on uh, adrenaline? Yeah, so Batman gets the adrenaline shot, and this guy... <laughs> And everyone went, what? The crowd went silent and was like, huh? Is this, that... the, is this the end? Is this guy going to jokerify us? I said, is that the end of zombie Shakespeare? Mm-hmm. Um, there was that. And then there were just scenes where it was just like, I, I just found weird. Like, so Paul Dano is doing his incel thing and he's like <laughs> laughing uh, or he's like crying a lot. And you're just like, oh, he's crying. And then that guy. <laughs> Yeah, he really had a he, he was loving it. He thought it was hilarious. And I was like, well, I mean, Paul Dano is eating it up a little bit, but that scenery. Yeah, but it wasn't like 
funny. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not really. Not really. Not really. Uh, not really. So, so Batman, the, the, the Batman. Batman. It's a movie that's been on our radar for a while. When was this originally supposed to come out again? Cause this, Last October? This, this is one of those um, films that's uh, been mucked around with, with you know the surges of COVID over time. And there's, yeah. it's, it kept getting pushed back, much like uh, The Dune, which, I will Dune. remind you, RJ, comes out on Crave on Friday. Shit. Okay. I might watch it. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it eventually, but I might watch it soon. Okay. And I might watch it late. Dur- we, we might have to coordinate on that. Hmm. No. Fair. No. So, yeah, we uh, we went to the Batman. Yeah. And uh, we can... I mean, we, we, I guess if we leave this in, we shouldn't spoil it or anything like that. We should probably keep it casual. Right, Jared? Keep, we always keep it casual, but I we mean... We do keep it casual. I know that um, people might be upset already that Paul Dano chews scenery in this film, so they might be like, oh, that's too much. Well, it was unavoidable. It had to be said. Well, I will say that, yeah, if you're if you're going to watch The Batman, you probably, and you haven't watched it yet, just, just skip this next, I don't know, four hours. That's probably for the best, yeah. would be to skip it. So, well, I mean, four hours, I mean, this movie, RJ... It's three hours long. Yes, it is. It's a little too long. A little long. A little long. You know what I mean? I mean, I uh, I didn't have a problem with it, but I did have to go to the bathroom because I can't hold it for three hours. And, and, so, that, like, and that you did. Yeah, I, I did have to go to the bathroom at one point. I was like, it's like, listen, I don't want to miss any of this movie, but it's not really an option because when you got to go, you got to go, Jerry. Well, yeah, I mean, when you have to shit, you just have to go take care of that. <laughs> You gotta do what you gotta do. I, I think I planned it out well, but uh, yeah, the uh, the time is a bit of an issue. But mm-hmm. uh, um, in terms of movie itself, uh, I liked the Batman. I'm not afraid to say it. You're not afraid. I'm not afraid to say that I liked the Batman. Incels and all, I like the Batman, and this has got to be the most incelly of them all, potentially. Well, I mean, right? I'm not sure if it's just a lot of competition. Well. I, I said that to Andrea. She's like, how was the movie? I was like, ah, it was a real incel movie. And she's like, aren't they all? And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. So what's there to say about the Batman? We got the Batman. We got Robert Pattinson. Uh, we got Matt Reeves. You know him, Jared. That, the director? The director of uh, Planet of the Apes films. Two two of them. Two of them. Not the first one, no. but uh, the second two. Dawn and War. Dawn and War, and then... Uh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield? And, and probably, I think his best movie, Let Me In. Oh, yes. That is probably, uh, uh, as of yet, maybe before the Batman, his best film for sure. I also watched that one horror movie last year with him that was not good. Or it was like that anthology thing that he did like one of them for. But that was like before he made it, I think. Oh, that Future one. Shock. Future Shock. Future Shock. Yeah. So we got the Batman. We got Robert Pattinson. When people ca- when they cast some people are like, oh, I don't like him. And then it's just like, yeah. And then now people are like, oh, he's the best. He's the best Batman, Jarrett. Not best Bruce Wayne, but he's the best Batman. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, what do we got here? I'll try to tread carefully, and you can fill in some gaps. Well, allow me to throw in a tagline for this film. Sure. Unmask the truth. Unmask 
the truth. And ain't that a doozy? In his second year of fighting crime, Batman uncovers corruption in Gotham City that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as the Riddler. Wow. Huge. Huge. So, you know, we have a, a year two situation here. Uh, we have Batman. He's established, but he's still, you know, working out some of the kinks. Um, so he's going around and he's trying to clean up the scenes as much as he can. And then we have the Riddler doing some grisly murder and stuff, leaving clues, leaving riddles addressed to the Batman. So uh, how, how, how would how would you rate those clues? They're sorry, those riddles. I would say like mid. Yeah, I've real, seen better. Real mid. I think the Jim Carrey Riddlers were more intricate, to be honest. And at no point does uh, Paul Dano go, "Woo, woo." He doesn't even say riddle me this. Someone else steals that line from him. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I won't say who, but yeah. frig. So uh, Batman is, uh, he's somewhat established. People know who he is. Gotham's in rough shape. And uh, not yet commissioner, but Lieutenant Gordon or whatever. He's like, you know, I trust this Batman guy. Seems like a good guy. Well, you should bring him in yeah, on this. Yeah, Lieutenant James Gordon. Lieutenant James Gordon. He's like, oh, he's like, he seems like an okay guy. Let's bring him in. So he brings Batman in. Batman has never interacted more with regular folk than this movie, for sure. He's not really, he's not yeah. an in the shadows guy. He's like, he's just a guy, just wearing a Batman suit, interacting with people normally. Which you know, I I appreciate. I do too. Yeah, I appreciate. He's, he's just walking amongst the cops. Yep. Uh, which is interesting. And yep. uh, I just want to say, because I, I don't know if I've seen a lot of people specifically talk about this, but the Batman costume, I think, Ooh. is awesome. I think it, looks, it is awesome. I love the collar. I mean, I yep. don't think, like, from a practical standpoint, I feel like it's, it might not be the best. Like, I get why the, the Nolan or, suit is more, like, battle-ready. Like, you could yeah. take a shot to the back of your neck and it would be fully protected. Like, it's more of, like, a combat suit. But you know what? Fuck that. I want it to look cool. I do too. So maybe like uh, you, maybe you could go the other way too. It'd be like a cowboy collar, like how they have in football, where it actually protects your neck so it doesn't go back too far. Right. Do you know what I mean? Then you don't get big eed, <laughs> like with your neck. So you could say like that. But yes, I also very much like the bat suit. It reminds me of two things: uh, Gotham by Gaslight suit, which we've talked about because of the collar, and then also uh, it does have a little bit of the Arkham games kind of designing it a little bit just a little bit and it's one of those things where it's like you know like on his arm he's got like kind of like the uh battle like yeah yeah that thing that that kind of reminded me of that a little bit um so i i did like that but yeah the gotham by gaslight and this whole movie actually is uh one thing i'll I'll say is really well done is i think they have good gothic imagery and i don't mean like gothic like in that gross sense like it looks like gotham city (laughs) is how i saw it like i thought they got the the um, the look of the city um down like really well i was like i like this i was like it seems like it seems more gothamy than the other places that we have where you could really tell where it's like well dark Knight rises that's just chicago but you know chicago's a stand-in for gotham and uh dark or dark night dark night at chicago dark night rises pittsburgh and you're just like oh yeah they're, they're you know they're changing a little bit they're changing a little bit whereas um zach snyder's gotham is just like green skin green i guess yeah there's no real defining features of that place in any ass in any way well i mean um, yeah because it's like yeah how would how does one rank gotham's in 
the the Batman movie since '89 specifically because I think this is the best Gotham in terms of how it looks. I really, I mean, I think I actually like the naturalism of Joker. Uh, the yeah Todd Phillips uh, Gotham I think is I actually re- is really cool. Yeah, that's this, good. Yeah, I mean that's like kind of like I mean essentially it's like '70s New York City, uh, yes. but but it's Gotham, and then you've got the stylization. Of, I mean, I, I mean. But let's not sleep on how awesome Tim Burton's uh, yes, Tim Burton's like, Gotham's Gotham is like really cool because uh, I think it also kind of tied in well with the animated series Gotham, mm-hmm. which I mean is it's cheating because it's a cartoon and it can look like whatever it wants to. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the Christopher Nolan Gotham is just literally Chicago. <laughs> that's yes. it, it's, which is fine. Which is fine too because it worked for that movie, and that's the thing. Like you brought up, how people are like, "Well, is the Dark Knight actually that good?" And it's like, "Yes, it is." Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, it, it is. for when it came out, and even now, it's still that good, and well, it, it's it's the, its own thing. It's a never, separate thing. There will never be a Batman movie better. Yes, <laughs> that is its. Yeah. yeah, it's its own separate amazing thing. Um, but yeah, the yeah all all the Gotham's are good, except for probably. Zack Snyder's Gotham because Zack Snyder's Gotham isn't a real place like it doesn't exist like they never show the city at all so but well, what about were... Joel Schumacher's Gotham uh in Batman Forever not bad and that's what I mean like Bat- I actually like Batman Forever but Batman and Robin is not not the <laughs> I, best, I, I you know I have to say I, I have to rewatch those movies but I do remember watching about like 15 20 minutes of Batman and Robin and yeah. it's like very silly but mm-hmm. it's it's also very watchable. Oh yeah. And, yeah, I don't have like I I'm not one of those people that's like a half story ruined Batman forever. I was a little kid when that movie came out and I watched the shit out of that. I've probably seen that movie 15 20 I, I, times. I like. saw it, I saw it opening night. Yeah. Uh, and I mean at the end of the day that's that, it was a different period of time for superhero movies. Yes. And it's like yeah, the movie's kind of bad. But um, I mean, that's fine, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's like I eh, agree. It's, I, agree. I, I mean, it's not it's not a Criterion film by any means. But uh, what uh, what is? The, but you know, we'll we'll talk about those types yes. of things later. Yeah, and like Batman and Robin, I actually like. I don't mind it either. Like, it's definitely the the lowest for me. But it's just because it's like, ah, oh, it's goofy. But it, again, at the time I watched it as a kid, I liked it. And uh, Batman Forever, I actually, I actually do think is pretty good. Like Jim Carrey is good in it. Tommy Lee Jones is good. Val Kilmer is good. What's not to like? Um, but yeah, this one's got good Gotham. And uh, you know what else I liked in this? This is a very comic booky movie, and I, I like that. Um, you get narration, like mm. internal narration, yeah. and I actually liked that. I was Me, like, yeah. I did, I did too. I was like, this is good. It's like they people shy away from this shit so much. Uh, I saw a tweet today by someone where it was just like. It was like MCU has like better planning in terms of like marketing and like appealing to mass audiences. But they're like, but DC really like goes for the swings. And it's like sometimes they miss like in a big miss. But it's like but when they do a big swing, it's like they just go for it. And it's like and that's why these movies sometimes like shine a little bit brighter where it's like stuff like this. It's like there's not a lot of movies that have like comic book movies for sure that have just like full or not even full, but like narration in it. And when that started, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm into this. I like narration. That's nice. You like narration. <laughs> I, li- I like the the comic book narration. It's good. It, it feels comic book. Well, it, it was very, uh, I mean, I think because since uh, our, this iteration of uh, Batman keeps a, dr- a journal 
Oh yes. And he writes his his, his notes down yeah. by hand. <laughs> and it's like and I believe he even calls it like Gotham Project. <laughs> Gotham Project, yeah. year two. I like that. Well yeah, I you like know, one day there's you know, like next year, you know, there's gonna be like and he, as he flips his hair back. It's like, yeah, I don't know, we'll see. I mean it's, yeah. it's like it's very like he's a musician who oh, yeah. who who beats uh ass, RJ. Beats massive he, he beats beats up criminal ass. I think uh, we were watching uh, Righteous Gemstones the other night, and uh, a term they used was slap and butthole. And uh, this guy, this Batman slaps some butthole. You know what I mean? Well, Although I, I think – Go on. <laughs> he, he beats the shit out of people, which I love. But I think they edited out one of the things because in one of the previews, when he gets – he gets those like skull gang guys in the preview. He like snaps that guy's arm in half and it shows it. But in that movie itself, they kind of they don't show the arm like fully breaking all the way. And it's like, ah, oh, did they take it out because of radiance? They should have left it in or, or should have left or, it in. Or is this like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre type deal where you imagined it seeing it and it didn't ever happen? Don't, I don't think so. I'll watch the trailer again, but okay. I want some I, screenshots. Uh, he does brutalize people, yeah, which I which is good. But oh yeah. I wish I I I, t- I told you what my ending to this movie would have been, and this isn't a spoiler, but the way I would have ended this movie was just would be him brutalizing more people, where it's just <laughs> a guy's face, and you're just seeing his face, and then the fists coming at it, and just getting progressively and more progressively like beaten up and mushed, was and irre- then it would just cut it, to black. Is this irreversible? Well, <laughs> with a fire extinguisher. You, maybe maybe with some hardcore henry action maybe well yeah no there's like yeah there's like the whole like sequence which is like when batman's just beating people and it's like, yeah. like he walks into the nightclub oh. and just just waxing dudes and like taking shots to the back this like batman gets shot in the chest and you're like batman what happens if you get shot in the face <laughs> it's like dumb and, some, some, some dumb and dumber uh thinking there yeah I, I did see people. That's a risk like, we're willing to take. It's a risk we're willing to take, and he is because he's there for vengeance. Jared. And he doesn't even have like some sort of like protective uh, eye stuff. Eye stuff, like he's not like his Wait. his recording contacts, which is pretty cool. That That's is very cool. Because like, he can so he can write his notes later. Yeah, I I liked that a lot because Batman's meticulous because he's a nerd. Um, but so, yeah, his mask is like just leather. Like, the rest of his suit is all bulletproof, but his mask looks just like boiled leather. So, like, you could b- definitely blast yeah. that thing off. I, and I think the, the little the bat horns, the bat ears, are yeah. the perfect length. They look good. Yeah, they are good, but I've also said I'm partial. I really like the cult ears, where they are, like, 16 feet tall, and, like, Kel- uh, Kelly Jones ears. No, where that's, they are... that's, uh, the, the cult is uh, Bernie Wrightson. No, I yeah, I know Kelly Jones didn't do the cult, but in the cult, he has really big ears, and then Kelly Jones okay. also draws Batman with huge ears, and I love huge ears, but I know it would look fucking <laughs> if Robert Pattinson came in with, like, 24-inch ears. People would be like, what the and, fuck and, is going and, on? And he was a vampire. And he was a vampire, Red Rain style. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the ears are a good length. I I am it's a good length to the really really big ones, but well, I I understand why that couldn't work in live action. I get that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, his suit's good and it's practical too. It's actually like it's the most Adam Westy of the bat suits because he's got like he's got a little gidget for everything. And he's got a, and he's got a, his insignia is also a knife. Is insane. Well, that's what I mean. It's like it's it's fully functional. Everything has like multiple purposes. But he also like he probably has change for the bus on there too. Like you know what I mean. Like he's got a little. Oh, he's got a he's motorcycle got a gadget with with his Nirvana loaded in. Oh, 
I like I I did see people making fun of that. I like it. Yeah. I, I way prefer that they just pick a song and stick with it than like the Netflix approach, which is a different song every fucking twenty five seconds. Oh wow, sure. I mean, there's only you know there, I mean? yeah, there's only one specific song in this movie. Uh, that, yeah, it's like, just but then, something but, in the but, way. But everything of those is like kind of the variations of the the the, the Batman theme. Yeah, and works. I liked that too. I thought the score was good. Kept me in it. Yeah, I mean, I did think that after three hours, it was a little repetitive because there's like yeah. some only like there's like so many variations of the same kind of like thing. Whereas, yeah, when you compare to like Danny Elfman, there's there's a variety, yeah. or it sounds like there's a variety, even though it's like, oh yeah, this is a Danny Elfman score. Um, yeah. Or uh, is Hans it, Zimmer Han, Han, did Hans do all the Dark Knight? It's like that has yes. like like it's got some pretty sweet beats. There's to variety. It. Um, I wonder if there's Bruce Wayne's theme. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's theme, it's like, Uh, (laughs) you know, Requiem for an Alfred. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, so I I, I like the score and I like that it was just Nirvana. And I said to you after the movie, because Jared and I actually didn't didn't debrief about this movie very much. But uh, one of the only things I said was, I like emo Batman. I'm here. Yeah, you know what? I'm on board. See, this is one of the dumb fucking things I remember just seeing people like, because I don't know if it's like. Is this revenge for Marvel fans? Because I think so. Because because the Snyder people are so obnoxious, and they just like mm-hmm. every fucking Marvel movie. They just dump on. They show up mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. They downvoted, and they just up there. They stalk the like Twitter presence of any promotion of Marvel movies, and they've been doing that for like you know, years. And now here's a Batman movie. A and, good one too, and uh, yeah, all these suddenly it's like on uh, our Canadian theater site. They have like movies with reviews, and it's got like two stars. And all these mm-hmm. people, are, oh, I didn't think this movie was very good. But RJ, I don't know if I mentioned to you that those reviews were there before the movie came out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like it's just like what is this? Like, is someone going to be like, oh well, honey, I thought we were going to go see the Batman, but I mean, did you see? What it has on tribute.ca, it only has two stars out of 96. That's not good. Better go to Dog instead. Yeah, that's got four stars. Yes, it does. With, with eight reviews. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, the internet is bullshit, as you're well aware. Oh. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, where, where were we? I like the score. I like emo Batman. Robert Pattinson's great. I A couple of people I work with are like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, because the, they asked her, like, are you going to go to the Batman? What do you think of Robert Pattinson? I was like, he's he's awesome. I was like, everything he's done in the last, like, three, four years has been great. And they're like, well, what's he made? I was like, a bunch of indie stuff. And it's, like, not even that indie. Like, Safdie Brothers are barely indie at this point. But, like, you know, to people who don't know what, who the Safdie Brothers are, I was like, oh, he's just in, like, indie movies. And I was like, everything I've seen him in the last four years I've liked. So He's in that lighthouse. Did I ever tell you Andrea saw Robert Pattinson in real life one time? No. He was at a restaurant. She did not approach him. Oh. But he was there eating dinner with uh, his then-girlfriend, who was that uh, Alice in Wonderland actress, who was Alice. Oh. I don't believe that they're still together. I see. Yes. So, uh, yeah, score's good. I like emo Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like narration. You like narration? Uh, I like... I like the way this movie looks. I, I like this movie, man. I think it's really good. Like, um, it's a good, like, there are things like that. I was like, eh. like, th- it's not a perfect movie or anything like that. But I, no. I thought in terms of like a Batman movie, I was like, oh yeah, this is hitting a lot of the, a lot of the things I do like. 
Um, so I like how it's like we were saying. I like I like how he's just walking around like just in daytime and like goes up to nightclubs. He's like, I'm Batman. Let me in. And then they're like, what? And it's just nightclub Batman. We get what? Probably about 15 minutes of nightclub Batman. There's a lot this. of, well, there's a lot of that. Like the, was it minus 44 club? And uh, yeah. going back and forth to the iceberg, the iceberg lounge and uh 44 below 44 below. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I do um, with drops, with the drops yeah Yeah. that's the drug that's like the so okay one of the things that i wonder about with this movie so yeah ostensibly batman should be for the kids right so i know you're saying this and i got some intel on this okay i I spoke to a 16 year old you found some so you found some kids and and you cornered them Okay. I'm not going to disclose where or when this conversation happened, but let me tell you that it was legal and it was in public. 16's old, though. I'm talking 16 like, is old. I'm talking about eight year olds. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, RJ, find me an eight year old and get me their opinion on the Batman. Okay. I will try my but, hardest. But please do it nice and legal. All right? I, I will. Nice and legal in public. The 16 year old liked it. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, you didn't think it was like slow or boring or anything? He's like, well, it was really long. He's like, but I did. <laughs> but he's like, I did really like it, though. And I was like, what'd you like about it? And he's like, I just liked how it looked. I was like, it, he's like, it didn't really look like a lot of other movies. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I didn't press it too farther. I was just Good. curious. You didn't harm the child. I didn't harm the child, no. Um, but yeah, he was. I actually saw a really funny tweet the other day where it was like 1970s cinema didn't give a fuck about kids. And it was like the top 10 movies that came out in like 70, 71, 72. And it was just like all like rated R movies for adults, like things like French Connection and like uh, shit like that. And then it was like jumped to like 2021's like top 10. And it was just like Spider-Man. Avengers, uh, fucking Pixar movies. And it's just like cinema now is just all about catering to the child market. Where in the 70s, they're just like, fuck it. We're just going to make cool movies for adults, which I feel like this movie is kind of for. Not even just adults, but they're just like, whatever. We're just going to make a cool movie about a uh, incel who wraps <laughs> his head in like saran wrap. Cling. Cling wrap. Cling, cling wrap, yes. Uh, so we... Uh, yeah, I like all that. And then story itself, it's year two. So it's like I said, he's he's established, but he's he's still working out the kinks. Riddler is going around, uh, killing people, leaving clues for the Batman. Yep. Um, and that leads the Batman to various other people like the Penguin and Carmine Falcone. I know they say Falcone in this, but I, I like reading it Falcone. I just think that sounds it's better. It's kind of like uh, Gweed's Mint. Mint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so Falcone and the Gweed's Mint. And uh, then Selena Kyle. So they're all kind of wrapped together. And I actually thought that that was pretty well done where you have basically Falcone, Penguin, and Catwoman. But they actually have a reason to be together. I was like, oh, that's good. It's not like jammed in here. Right. Uh, So Batman's dealing with them. And he gets messed up in each of their little things as he's trying to catch the Riddler. And that's pretty much the movie, right? That's pretty much the movie. And then Secrets. Secrets. Secrets and lies. Um, we'll talk about Paul Dano later, but uh, um, Colin Farrell was fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we we both had that moment. Is like, did that need to be Colin Farrell? No, it could, but yeah, exactly. But, it's, it's, but it, it is. So I mean, it's incredible whatever. makeup. He's un- it is. he's unrecognizable, yep. and then he's just in the movie as a yep. guy, and you're like, oh, you, you, that's it. That's you're it. like, that's cool. 
No, that could have yeah, been and, that could have been a lot of people. And I feel, uh, yeah, he he has the look really good. I mean, he might be a little too tall, but I'm not gonna nitpick. Well, I guess it makes more sense than being a short little fat guy. <laughs> In some ways, it's a different character, yes, right? Different character. He's an enforcer for the mob. Enforcer. Uh, so I, like, I, I thought he was he was good, but at the same time, I was like, this could have been anyone. But I, I guess Colin Farrell did a good enough job. That actually reminds me too, size wise, Robert Pattinson's Batman. He looks big because like when he's out of the suit, he looks like he's like a foot shorter or something. And, but he's also like, and it's kind of nice that Rob Pattinson didn't uh, decide to go down the. I'm gonna the get Affleck ch- route. I gotta go get jacked. Yeah. He's just he's just a dude who just eats like two blueberries a day, yeah, and then like, <laughs> and then goes out all night just brutalizing people <laughs> with which, uh again, with his uh, with his makeup around his eyes. I like that. You they do need to be blacked out. That's what all the good ones do. You got to mm-hmm. black them out. Got to black them out. Um, what was I gonna say? So yeah, Colin Farrell is fine. Zoe Kravitz, she was good. Like I mean, um, she was Catwoman. So. Yep. Yeah, she they, was they, went, they went down the Ed Brubaker Catwoman. Oh, actually, it's kind of like, like the short well, hair. Well, technically, like I guess it's really the, short. Well, it's like Frank Miller, actually. Frank Miller, yeah. um, David Mazzucchelli, uh for year Catwoman. one, year two. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. good. And I mean, that's where the uh, the Carmine Falcone Falcone stuff is, gets touched upon, which of course gets reincorporated into Long Halloween. Yeah, and this and, RJ also, it's a Halloween movie. It is a Halloween movie. We forgot. It's um. Like all the like, there is a good chunk of Long Halloween in here. It's not like the overarching story of Long Halloween or anything like that, but they did pull a lot from it. And Long Halloween, I I think I've probably told you before, but like Long Halloween is one of my favorite Batman books. So it's it's close. There's some good stuff in there. It's obviously not all of it, but they did pull some Falcone stuff. Um, John Totoro, that was a surprise to you. He was uh. Yes. Just magnificently casted in that role, I, I think. Yeah. Well, he, he did a good job. Yeah, that was a, a, like, finally, Totoro. Mm-hmm. He did what he needed to do. He did what he needed to do. So he was good. Uh, Andy Circus's Alfred is there for, what yeah. do you think, about five minutes of screen I, time? I, I feel like he's, he's playing the Marvel supporting character in yeah. this movie. They did keep him limited, though, which I thought was good. He's just there for a couple minutes, oh, and then... And then he's gone. So he's not even in the movie that long. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he kind of like handles everything. It's kind of yep. vague. Like, what was his role? He was just the he butler? Like, or he was he like his, you know, he's obviously uh, Thomas Wayne's right-hand man. His yeah. like, his maybe bodyguard as well. Yeah, I think they pulled, uh, which I'm not a big fan of um, Jeff John's back, Matt, oh, Batman. Yeah, I think Earth. Jeff John's Batman is one of the worst. But uh, yeah, Earth Zero or um, Earth One. Yeah. Earth One Batman. That's where Jeff Johns is like, well, Alfred's an ex-military. He's a medical doctor. He's medical doctor, ex-military, and like they they've or, done stuff yeah. like that with Alfred before Mil- too. Sorry, Je- military doctor. That's the military word. doctor, yeah. and it seemed like that too because, like Andy Circus was like, he's like, I'm decoding the Riddler cipher. He's like, I used to do this in the war, and then you go, <laughs> the war, which war, Alfred? Um, so he was there. Uh, <laughs> And then, did I? Is there any other characters to talk about, or is it well, just? Uh, oh well, I mean, Commissioner Gordon, he's good. Like Jeffrey Wright's a good actor, but he's again, he's just kind of there. Yeah, he's not doesn't have too much to do. And then there's the uh, the well, king of the incels. Well, well, I'll say it though too with Robert, Robert Pattinson. He is. Yeah. It's 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 pretty crazy. There's two yeah. big things here. No origin story, which yeah. oh, 
Be still my heart, Beautiful. RJ. It's been one of the things I've been dreaming about in a, in a fucking Batman movie where you'd never see the origin story because everybody mm-hmm. fucking knows it. There's no pearls. It's there's, mentioned there's, enough. It's just talked about, and you're like, every everyone knows. Everyone knows Batman, something happened. Um, yeah. There's yeah. no... Putting it in there is just a waste of my life. And so you, you get very little Bruce Wayne action. Which is, yeah, which is also good. thematic, uh, one yep. might say, because it's like, he's he's Batman. There is no Bruce Wayne in this movie. That's There's right. only Batman. That's his reduced role. There's no, like, well, Bruce Wayne has to balance his life yeah. <laughs> with, with uh, you know, dating beautiful women. Here's yeah. Kim Basinger. I know. I, I agree. And I hate to do this, but I think you need to talk about Bruce Wayne a little bit more for 30 seconds so you don't have to edit, and then I'll be right back. Wow, all right. Just 30 um, seconds, that's ta- all. Talking about the Bruce Wayne. Wayne Bruce, if you will. So, yeah, really, the only scene that you actually see him in specifically that jumps out is him lounging around in his weird, uh, very over-decorated mansion which isn't right which, which is right in the city which is a good thing uh instead of like out in the countryside the the classic wayne manor um it's kind of like a big tall building i guess it, or it's part of wayne tower and there is like strange sculptures sticking out every which way but yeah, like his kind of big scene is when he decides to go pay his respects uh, at the the funeral of the mayor of Gotham City, and uh, of course it's like one of those things where you know it's Bruce Wayne, this the guy in the world of Batman of Gotham City, he's a billionaire. People kind of go, "Holy shit, it's a it's a billionaire!" <laughs> and of course the um, one woman running to become mayor. She wants to hit him up because she's like, we can do a whole lot of stuff here in this city, make it a lot, make it a whole lot better. Cause it's all, it's always about this uh, idea that Gotham has become utterly corrupt and that we have to, uh, improve things, revitalize it, uh, beat back the night. And, uh, you know, neither here nor there about these, masked gimp suit men and the murder clowns and i don't know i i always wonder if uh we'll see something like a uh, clay face one day or sort of more of the uh, non arkham asylum just essentially serial killer maniac guys if we'll get something a little bit more ridiculous uh coming out of this one day but um i mean yeah yeah, absolutely yeah. exactly oh yeah i've what, always thought that as i as i spoke rj i was saying yeah. I, I think it'd be really cool if in one of these batman movies we see yeah. we see something crazy like a clayface i would love that like clayface is um or, or like, a, like a real killer croc not like i'm a guy who's like an from, alligator who, who's just like at the circus which is kind of the killer croc thing is that it's like yeah, he's he's crocodiled, but it's like yeah. you, you go crazy with it, or like Solomon Grundy or something like that. I'd say Clayface or Grundy would be really cool. You know who I think would be like <laughs> they would never do this, but you know who would be an amazing follow up villain for the next one? Because I know everyone was like, "We want the Joker." It's like, no, no, no. save save that. Don't go yeah. to that right away. You know who would be an amazing villain, and maybe not the main one, but like kind of like how the Penguin is just there, the Ventriloquist. Yeah, I, I think the ventriloquist would work, uh, just because like I don't, I don't, I can't explain it. 
but I think it would be funny. If, and it's not like quite like a clay I face. Think, well, but... I don't I hate to break it to you, but I think you're on a list now. Because of the ventriloquist stuff? Well, it's, it's a combination of factors. Uh, oh, shit. C- cornering 16-year-olds. And, Come on. And now ventriloquist. I want the ventriloquist as the villain of the next <laughs> Batman movie. And everyone goes, oh, that's cool. You and... go, okay. <laughs> yeah. I So I actually, like, one of my favorite, like, my favorite batman villain is actually scarecrow but they've done scarecrow and they did scarecrow like decently so i i don't need another scarecrow right away but um i do really like hush and there is hush comes up on the screen and people are like does that mean hush is going to be the villain it's like no it doesn't but uh oh oh yeah tommy elliott (laughs) tommy elliott i do like hush but hush is also kind of um he's kind of a really boring villain because he's just you know immediately who he is and they like they try hate, to play it off Hush. that it's not. Hush's garbage comics. Yeah. I think he I think he looks cool. I like his design, but like in the first comic you go, that guy's Hush, right? Oh, yeah. And then they oh. have like ten more where it's like, who could it be? And it's like, no, we know who it is. We always have. Yeah. Actually I'm gonna I'm gonna change my answer. You know who they should be? It should be Clayface, like you said, and it should be Man Bat. That would be a could you imagine? Whoa. Man not bat. Orbeus, but Man Bat. Wow. I mean, man Bat's cool. I like Man Bat. I've seen people talk about Morbius today on Twitter. Because <laughs> yeah. I think like everyone's going to like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Morbius. Nobody thinks it's a good idea. No. Nobody. Um, who else do I like? I mean, the cult is cool, but that's no one. You know what would be a really good one? They should just make Red Rain. That should be the sequel to the Batman. <laughs> you, I, just, just do that. I I love Red Rain. I, I, I don't care what anyone says. Red Rain is super cool. They should just make Red Rain Batman. And they should just call it Red Rain. Completely alienate the audiences. Don't even call it Bat, the Batman 2. Just call it Red Rain. And Robert Pattinson will come and his ears will be fucking 15 feet tall and he'll be a real vampire. Man, that would be cool. But Clayface and Man Bat, I think, would be a uh, that'd yeah. be a good one. And, oh, yeah. and Ventriloquist as as a secondary character. So uh, Matt Chrisman of the um, Chapo Trap House podcast. Okay. That this is the thing I'd seen earlier on Twitter. Morbius is the key to all of this. If we can get Morbius <laughs> working, because he's a spookier character than we've ever had. <laughs> I like that. He is pretty spooky. <laughs> he is pretty spooky. Plasma. Yeah. You know, yeah, oh, fucking Morbius. A, a, a well-done Mr. Freeze would be cool, too, but I, I have a hard time seeing them being able to pull that off. It's not undoable, but it's just like I feel like it would be a tough tough nut to crack. I think, do you know what I don't I mean? know, Mr. Freeze could be pretty rad. But Mr. Freeze could be very it, rad. It, it is a step up of, like, ridiculousness. And yes. But, I mean, they can change yeah. it. They can always just change this thing. But they're just like, I'm a serial killer who freezes their victims. <laughs> Do you think every Batman villain will just be a serial killer incel now because of this? Uh, well, I mean, d- d- based on your uh, parameters and definitions, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, okay, all, ev- every movie is actually about incels, according yes. to you. But uh, According to me. But you, you, can't, you can't deny Riddler is an incel. Paul Dano. Yes, Paul. we haven't talked about our boy Paul. We're still I mean, on characters. This, I know this man's a year younger than me. Really? No, 
I like so before we even get into it, I like Paul Dano. I think Paul Dano is a good actor. Um, Paul Dano does some interesting stuff in this film, I believe. Interesting yeah. stuff. In- in- interesting work. He's barely in it though. Yes, he is. He is barely in it. Like screen time, other maybe the inter- interrogation scene is that's the most he has, and that's what maybe five minutes. Oh yeah, so. I mean of actual like. Yeah, because there's the scene actual that, screen. There, there's the scene that's in the trailer, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, you get the when he's just uh, again. This is again spoiler territory yeah. when he's behind bars. And, yeah, and, uh, and yeah, he has to go off and because yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, it's like he's always in the the getup in the zodiac yeah. outfit, the gimp suit. Yeah, and uh, just voice distorted. Outside mm-hmm. of the the one the, the best scene the five star scene of the oh, Batman yes. is when he's uh when one of the secret video uh, is revealed and uh, it's like his real talk video with his with his mm-hmm. followers sh- sharing his appreciation. <laughs> hey guys, uh, just like you know, thanks for all the comments. <laughs> you you and I we were the bad guys in the theater at that moment because you and I both started laughing. <laughs> Yeah. And no one else was, but it's just like it's like Riddler's on uh, online with some real fringe groups, and yeah. we laughed. Five, and then it's five hundred followers, and then the video pops up. Hey guys, uh, <laughs> loved your comments, uh, man. It's so great to have you guys here with me. Anyways, and we're, we're both watching. We're like, what is going on? Yeah, that's pretty good. That was, uh, it was that, and then the Polaroid pictures that you sent me today, where it's Paul Dano normal face. Then Paul Dano Riddler face like side by side that he has up in his apartment. Oh my god, fuck that! That was one of the things that made me laugh the hardest, just because I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> and we forgot to talk about the Elvis preview before. Oh, we we can do that too. But we but, can talk about we can talk about uh, trailers, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul Dano Riddler. I don't think it's like yeah. This isn't going to be the like uh, the performance that changes anything whereas no. like i think there's like people who are like really into um there's like because there's like the tragedy uh mm-hmm. of of the the final performance or yeah. The, yeah that big of role and... yeah and i i do think one of the reasons i do like this movie too is um i think it is it is well done in the the way that they try to kind of like compare these things so it's like riddler's whole point is that like like his story about uh, how he grew up and then how people like Bruce Wayne grow up and like the kind of the comparisons of that and like overlooking things like this is also it's kind of a secret woke movie. They do drop like a rich white guys line in there, too. Um, but like, I think it's well done where they compare Batman to Riddler and like their intentions and motives and then how they go around it. And I did like the uh, the Riddler stuff where it's like a lot of like real life serial killers who like make friends and then they're like they like communicate with each other kind of thing. I thought that was kind of cool too. The, the uh, yeah, oh, Riddler incel army. Mm, yes, baby. Well, well, no, uh, I mean like um, so like how Riddler is like talking to the Batman in in like the clues and like what he thinks that is like because uh, I can't remember what it was, but uh, I was watching some kind of like was it my, was it Mind Hunters. It was Mindhunter, probably, yeah. yeah. Where it was just, like, the guys, like, the serial killers who, like, talk to each other. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, too. I like that was... I thought that was kind of a good uh, 
little detail they had. But yeah, I really liked Riddler henchmen because when we got out of the theater, I was like, man, we haven't well, seen proper henchmen in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like henchmen that are all dressed exactly the same and they're, they're based off of what the supervillain is so like Joker henchmen, Riddler henchmen. I like henchmen. They're fun. You like henchmen. And uh, another up, to, another uh, up on this movie compared to like the early Batman movies. No villain, like the villain, just doesn't die because all oh, the villains have to die at the end of the movie. No, nope. it's like no, don't no, they, you, don't, don't you don't need to do that. They uh, they do it right with where they where Riddler goes, and then there's still like half an hour of the movie left, and then it's just like yeah, it's like he doesn't have to be there for that. His whole he set up a plan and. It's like, why would he have to be there? He's got his henchmen. Um, <laughs> that's what the henchmen are for, that's Jared. What henchmen. The henchmen. Um, th- so things I I didn't care for. Yeah. Um, car chase. It was yeah. like way 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 too shot in close. The Batmobile also. You don't really get like a good clear shot of it in the. Mm-hmm. I don't think in the entire movie you don't really see it like clearly. Yeah. So it's kind of. I don't know. I think I felt that was kind of a cheat. Yes. Um, no, the the never ending ending. Where yeah. you keep, you're like, ha, huh, finally, we, we have uh, Batman all muddy helping people, saying he's found a new purpose. And then, oh, no, let's have some more endings. And you're like, no. Uh, and then, yeah, that whole, like, leaving the cemetery thing was, like, comical. Yeah, it, it's it's way it's, – it's it, not – it doesn't need to be there at all. No. And it's there, and it's, like, six minutes, and you're like, it's way too long. Yeah, you could have you, you cut out them, like, winding down the paths together and just get to them at the, the – when they part. Just cut to that, yeah, and that's it. Well, rather than well, it's like I said, more you, you, more driving. You know what? How I would have ended this film. So that's how they should have ended it. They didn't need the cemetery scene at all, like at all. It could have just been see you later, and then, and then move to the next thing. Video. Yeah, I I agree with you. The car chase scene is um you want it would have been cooler if it was like shot farther back. You could actually see what's happening, but uh, I've seen stills. Like, just pictures of the Batmobile, and it looks rad. It really does, and it's like, uh, you're right, they don't really show it very much, no. and they should, because it's just like a muscle car, and it's like, it's cool. You should show that thing. And, and, and there Why is are a, you hiding it? And there's a very, like, sloppy superhero thing where Batman's just, like, riding around on his motorcycle in, like, you know, hoodie mode, and then he suddenly, yes. like, just fully Batmaned up. They do have they they do have one scene where his suit kind of transitions a little bit where you're kind of like ah, I see mm-hmm. how he could kind of switch between the two and then when he goes into flying squirrel mode yeah where it's like <laughs> where so I like that and then when he is in like street clothes he he just looks like he's in a safety movie because he's got like that super huge like Carhartt jacket good, good, good times <laughs> yeah just good times Batman walking around that's who he is it's just good times Batman yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. What else did you not like? Uh, those are the. I mean, yeah, the the length. Oh, yeah, okay. The other. Okay, there's a scene in this movie that I think is like absolutely poo. <laughs> like I think it's like bad. Is when <laughs> Robert Pattinson is playing the detective. Because like this is the one thing people talk about. Mm. It's really cool that it's like a detective story. It's like finally because it's always been Batman's. You know, the dark detective. Or like, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like one of the nineteen. The world's greatest detective. The world's greatest detective. Yeah, which is and, a line in this film. Yes, but like, his, his his detecting is like I notice stuff, and then that's it. But then we're like, uh, how does he put it all together? Better bust out the spray paint and better like map that it was, out, map yeah. it out on the floor and write things like sins of the father. 
sins of my father question mark god it's so like, that that's bad because that's catering to the audience that can't figure it out themselves right but, but it doesn't solve anything either like no it, it doesn't yeah he doesn't solve a lot of stuff he just uh he kind of figures things out too late all the time and yeah. it's showing that he's still young and stuff like that i saw andrea sent me um you you remember the jersey shore guys Jared? yeah yeah I'm, I'm aware of like paulie <laughs> Well, I can't. I don't remember who it was, but one of those guys had a tweet re- reviewing this movie, and it was like the Batman isn't very good. He's like he doesn't help anyone. He just drives around being emo and just like, uh, or what was it? It was like he doesn't help anyone. He just finds things after the fact all the time. He's he like Catwoman's the only good thing, totally, which isn't totally. He, he totally helps people. He does help a lot of people. He does. He lit- he literally helps people in his first appearance. Yeah, in his first appearance and in the like the sound garden stuff but it's it just i thought it was funny because he was saying like um the, the sound garden or like like you know like the megaplex that yes he, he saves all those people d- d- during a batman v incels yes which is the uh semi scott snyder it's it's half part night uh nightfall half part um uh, Scott Snyder year zero or zero year nightfall is the one with Bane where they actually like take over Gotham, right? Which is dark Knight rises. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll have to ask your nightfall statue. two, I think yeah. ask, Bane? ask your statue. Bane. <laughs> I think it's nightfall two is the one. Uh... <laughs> this is the thing. RJ, I just thought about it. I'm like, Oh man, there's going to be like Riddler, like sideshow collectible dolls. You'd be like, ah, oh, finally my, my sex gimp Riddler is here with changeable heads. Changeable it's like, heads. Here, here he's got like the carpet tool. <laughs> I was going to say that's definitely what, what he would have is the carpet tool with him. And my cling wrap, my nest, my duct tape. Carpet <laughs> tool someone's gonna, wrap. Someone's going to spend like $500 on this thing and mm-hmm. be like, I'm very, I'm, I don't even want to take it out of the box. You know, it, it just devalues it. Mm-hmm. Someone else oh. is going to be like, oh, I really need sex game Redler. What, what, Wait, other, which... what other like kill toys will there be in the package? Uh, like the, the with the mice chewing through the 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 mouse maze through the faces, which like they kind of like really uh, chaunce out on. I think they do. Well, they don't show it, which I mean I understand. Yeah, I, I just thought of it. But too. it's, it's but no it's man's so... land, Batman. No oh, man's okay. land. Not Nightfall. No man's. Land. I, I was very confused for a minute. Yeah, there. but yeah, like because yeah. they they really go out of their way to like cut around what's actually happening. Because you're like, did they eat through his head? I mean, I think that was the implication. But like, these are aren't these just like mice? Yeah, it's just like rats. And I mean, rats like are they, are they actually rats, or they look like because they can barely even see them. And then there's the thing where it's like, they, there's they, the, yeah, they were rats, and rats actually do a little 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 uh, trivia for you today, Jerry. Or not trivia, but a little fact: rats can actually their teeth strength they can chew through concrete. Hey, that's what uh, that's what George Orwell taught me. Yeah, so that that is true, but like rats aren't gonna just eat a guy's face for no reason. What if they're hungry? Uh, I mean, maybe, but probably not. Like rats aren't. I, I say this all the time. Rats aren't like evil, like movies make them out to be. The rats are just rats. They're just, just fucking animal that evil. Yeah. So you were big into the saw esque killings in this film, right? Uh, well, I mean, it's not even saw. Like, so the one with the explosive neck bomb that that actually happened in real life. 
Yes. Yeah. Which I think everybody knows now because there's actually a, not the Safties, the other, the Duplass brothers, or one of the Duplass brothers did a document, uh, there's a Netflix documentary that he put together about the, the pizza bomb thing. Pizza bomber? That's, I always think about that. Oh, there was a I, movie with that with, what's his name? Uh, Eisenberg. Yeah, it's, but it's, I mean, it's again based on a, a, the real thing. Yeah. Which I, yeah. which I remember as a kid being like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Why's this guy got a bomb on his neck? And you're like, now it's, now it's in a Batman movie, with with a guy with Riddler Zodiac, with Riddler Zodiac, yeah, forever for that matter. And and they're they're orphans, aren't we all orphans? Isn't everyone an orphan in one way or another, Jared? That's right. You know what I mean? He doesn't know what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Batman. he doesn't know what I mean. Yeah, Batman's yeah. Batman's good. I like. Yeah, Batman. Batman's good. I like I like I like I like the Batman. I'll see another the Batman. I would see another the Batman. Yeah, for sure. Another the Batman. Uh, three years from now, probably. Yeah, probably. Hey, so here's a little spoiler, so someone can jump ahead. You know the scene with uh, in Arkham with the other person. Yeah. I had a kid say something to me. They're like, "That's definitely this character, right?" And I was like, "What?" I was like, where'd you get that? And they're like, how could it be anyone else? So I'll just say to you, is like, they're like, that's definitely Two-Face, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. I, I'm pretty sure it was this character. And they're like, why? Well, I mean, Gotham is going to be looking for a new DA. They are, but he's not Two-Face yet. No. But I, I was just really surprised, but they're like, that's Two-Face. I was like, what do you mean that's Two-Face? Uh, this is District Attorney Two-Face. <laughs> District Attorney Two-Face. Reporting for duty. Yeah, that's right. It's like you look you look perfectly fine. <laughs> Anyways, I thought it was weird. I was like I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that's not right. Yeah, I think like a lot of people are kinda of like, Oh man, not more Joker. Wink. Yeah. Well and you know, it's like I hope they don't just go for it right away. Do another one. Do the man bat clayface ventriloquist sequel like, that do, nobody do, saw do, coming. Do, or or uh oh, what's his name? Monster Men, uh, the Doctor Monst- Hugo Strange. You do Hugo Strange is awesome. Praise a praise a really good book. People don't give Prey enough credit. Hugo Prey. Strange would be su- super cool. I got Prey. You got Prey. I got Prey. Hugo Strange, Hugo Strange, Man Bat, and Clayface. How's that for a follow up? No. Batman versus the monsters. Versus the Monster Men. No. That would be cool. I'd be on board with that. Hmm. Are you on board with that? As long as it looks sweet. Yeah, it will. Potentially. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anything. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. That's what we watched. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we talked about that for 40 minutes. Are you going uh, to paywall it? Longer than that. <laughs> Are you going to paywall it? Uh, nah. All right. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let, I want the bell of liberty to ring. Well, just so just so all those listeners out there know, we could have done it. We could have. I mean, I could be a, I could be evil and deny people. Nah, nah, nah. People don't care that much about what we think. No. Or do they? <sighs> Hard to say. Hard to say. Well, so usually RJ, I would have the Criterion films that are coming out mm-hmm. a couple months from now, but Criterion was late this week, and they're not putting them out till tomorrow, the seventeenth. What the fuck is that shit? I mean, they're slipping, boy. Mm. They're slipping. Mm-mm-mm. Not a fan. 
any other uh, any news you want to share? Any news I would like to share? Yeah. Uh, did you hear about this Batman movie that they're making? Well, how much has it made? I made a lot of money, apparently. Allegedly. Apparently, it's like the second best performing movie of the post-COVID era, or whatever you want to call it, the COVID era, because COVID's not over. But, mm, well, says so like your your government, man. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I don't got no news. <laughs> Nothing, huh? I ain't got no news. What about, I see that Puss in Boots is trending. Um, Which one? I don't know. Uh, I think it's like the character from Shrek or something. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, it's like a spinoff movie. I think uh, Antonio Banderas is Puss in Boots. I believe. That sounds right. So, yeah. That sounds accurate. Believe. So so that's we got that going for us. Okay. So that's that's pretty good. Outstanding. Outstanding. So we got that going for us. Uh you want to talk about a criterion movie? What Do I want to talk about a criterion movie? Yeah, buddy. No. Oh. Why would you think I'd want to? Fair. Fair. Right? No. Ugh. After the break. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're going to join the convent. Which one? Uh, the ones where the nuns go. Which one? Um, St. Teresa's Pleasure Pit. Is that where they do the slap and buttholes? That, that's where the chaos will ensue. You're in control. You're in control. Control your narrative. À l'époque où Jean s'enterre d'Angleterre était le roi. Dominique, notre père, combattit les albigeois. Certains jours, un hérétique par des ronces le conduit, mais notre père Dominique, par sa joie, le convertit. Dominique, l'hétanique s'en allait tout simplement, où Dieu, pauvre et chantant. En tout chemin, en tout lieu, il ne parle que du bon Dieu, il ne parle que du bon Dieu. Ni chameau, ni diligence, il parcourt le repas. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Verdiana from 1961, directed by Louis Bunuel. Mm. The tagline for this film, RJ. We've got nothing yeah. to hide. What? We've got nothing to hide. What does that mean? We've got nothing to hide. What else is? It? What else could it possibly mean? But what is the context in relation to the to the story? Well, we're gonna find out, right? That's that's the point. Yeah, but I've seen this movie and I don't understand that. <laughs> uh. Verdiana is preparing to start her life as a nun when she is sent, somewhat unwillingly, to visit her aging uncle, Don Jaime, 
He supports her, mm. but the two have met only once. Jaime thinks Veridiana resembles his dead wife. Veridiana has secretly despised this man all her life and finds her worst fears proven when Jaime grows determined to seduce his pure niece. Veridiana becomes mm. undone as her uncle upends the plans she had made to join the convent. Um, undone in what fashion? I mean, she literally she she doesn't wind up doing it. I mean, I guess that's kind of true, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So wait, that's it, hey? That that's it. Then it run, then it just it just stops. Okay. Just, that's the end of the movie. And that's the end of the Criterion, right? This is the last episode. Uh, I mean, do you want it to be? Well, no. I just assumed like are, are you are, are are you a quitter? I just I I thought this was maybe the last episode. Like they, this was the one where they're like, we did it, we got him, we nailed it, we got him. This is Criterion. Mm. Only, only the real ones. No, okay. The real ones. All right. Well, I'm I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. So. You know, RJ, I consider yeah. myself a, a bit of a big Benoit boy. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a big. I would. I would say I'm a big fan. I've like uh, most of the Benoit movies. Yeah. Um, so I've actually seen this movie before, and I watched it about seven or eight years ago. Hmm. Uh, be, you know, before we uh, doomed ourselves to doing this Criterion podcast thing. Sure. And uh, you know, back then. In those uh, salad days, when I watched mm. the Criterion, and maybe I was, you know, feeling a little bit underwhelmed, uh, but I, you know, I appreciated the cinematography, or uh, you know, it's like, ah, eh, it's not offensively bad. It's not an annoying movie, I guess. Sure. I, I didn't hate the movie. Maybe I just sure. wasn't into it at the moment. Um, but you know, I've paid Criterion prices for my copy, mm-hmm. and I would, uh, you know, hop on Letterbox and give it a a polite three stars. Sure, and then sure. I would, and then I would never think about it ever again. Mm-hmm. But here we are. That's what you do. Spine yeah. <clears throat> three hundred and thirty-two. And are you happy with the decisions you make? But which ones, for exactly? Yes, all of them. All of my decisions, like doing this and getting to rewatch, yeah. revisit films. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I was going to say though, um, it's it isn't twenty fourteen anymore, RJ. And there have been harsh life lessons along the way. Mm. Amongst them, which um, was the harshest? <laughs> well, this, this, right here. This one here? No, just not, be... not not this. Just the pod. Oh, it's oh. it's it's it's, it's, it's uh, re rewired my brain. I feel like sometimes in a bad way. Well, it makes it makes me feel like I have to be answerable to these movies to an audience mm. that doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what what did we get? 8 listeners on that one episode? Uh or the Patreon one, sorry, I yeah. should say. Mm-hmm. Or actually, no. The Patreon's booming. Everyone should check out the Patreon. We have uh, exclusive content on there and thousands of uh thousands. potential potential listeners. That's right. So if you say potential, you're not liable if it's not true. Right. Thousands of potential listeners. Look, RJ's not a legal advisor. No, I'm not a cop. No, that too. I'm not a cop. Not a cop. So, RJ. Yeah. Nuns. Uh, yeah, what about them? Uh, what, Are they tell, Catholic? Tell me, uh, tell me about it. I don't know. I don't know anything about nuns. 
Uh, I don't either. I didn't have nuns where I like. I mean, I was Catholic. You had none of it. I had none of it. Pride of the North. Um, no, I went to Catholic school, but it was taught by like regular ass people. There was no like nuns or priests or anything like that. The priests would come like once a month and do like mass, but uh, that was the extent of it. I, I I don't know if I know a lot of nuns. There was like one maybe, mm-hmm. but like she would just show up sometimes and be like, "Reading is cool," and then she'd like leave, and then we were like, "Okay, <laughs> reading reading must be cool." If this lady's doing it, not bad. Yeah, that's uh, that's my experience with the nuns. What about you? Do you have an equal or shared experience with my, nuns? My entire, uh, I, I don't know if I ever met a nun, uh, knowingly in my life, mm-hmm. but uh, I've I've definitely encountered nuns in the movies. Nuns in the movies? Yeah. What's your favorite movie nun? Oh. And uh, I'm gonna, mm. I'll go ahead and say Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg, <laughs> so you can pick someone yeah. else. So you don't feel pressured. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about? Hmm, let's see here. I'm gonna look up some nun exploitation films. I'm gonna go with a, a sexy nun. What do you mean sexy? Yeah. yeah. They're ladies of the cloth, Jarrett. That's fine. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. Uh, they know how to get down. Fall for such carnal things. Um, carnal. Carnal. How about? Um, well, the devils. Devils pretty good. Go, go someone, someone, someone in there, you know. I do know. Sure. I do know. So yeah, Devils is pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, we'll, we'll go Vanessa Redgrave. Ooh, sister she's Jean, one, yeah. One of the real ones, eh? She's one of the real ones. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I still don't know what that means, but yeah, definitely one of those. And it's, uh, it's in terms of like, like where you are in like space, man. Like, what's your, what's your truth? Hey, Are you up. in control of your narrative? <laughs> enough, enough. No more. No more. No All more right. about my well, narr- you... No more about controlling narratives. Well, you asked. And I'm the just... pits and quote unquote matches and match pits. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so the movie kicks off with a uh, this young woman. She wants to be a nun. She's a novice, mm-hmm. so she hasn't really become one yet. But uh, she's got a, an uncle that's been. Mm-hmm paying her way that she doesn't really know and is kind of skeeved out by, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his like om- his presence that kind of um, has kind of been following her around. But it's like, I got to go visit him because he's dying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I got to go visit him. I mean, you're going to be in this nunnery forever, so you're never going to ever see him again because you can't leave. You're held captive. We tie mm-hmm. you to the bed. You can't go, which is, I'm like, that's not how that works. Um, that's not how it's worked for you. No, or just traditionally. That's I, I don't think so. Well, and I don't think so. I think people can leave. They can go do other things. Yeah, but you know, sometimes people don't have those options, man. Like sometimes, sometimes things are more complicated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. You don't know what I mean. So, so we get uh, Unc Unc, uh, the uncle, uh, uncle, yeah. uncle Jaime, um, played mm. by Fernando Rey, uh, who mm. you probably should recognize from. A whole bunch of the Louis Benoit movies that we have watched. Yeah, I've seen him once or twice. You've seen that guy. Yeah. He seems like a seems like a good dude, right? Well, he does some jump rope with the kids. Yeah, a little bit of skipping. A little bit yeah. of rope. Chekhov's skip rope, as it turns out. What do you mean Chekhov's skip rope? Well, you know about Chekhov's gun, right? Oh, I know about Chekhov from Enterprise. Yeah, well, this is his skip rope. Because you're like, whoa. But you don't even realize it. 
because you're not thinking mm. what's going to what, what happens when that skip rope t- pays off eventually eventually so yep, yeah uncle's hanging out with the housemaid's daughter Rita um he hangs it up on a tree uh-huh. you like that uh. Mm-hmm. So of course he's like very very enthusiastic that finally his his beautiful niece who looks just like his dead wife who died the night of their wow. wedding oh shit and uh, he's like very enamored with her um, Bunuel feeds into that enamoring with some like these like long shots of the 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 actress playing uh, Verdiana her gams R J. Those, those those legs, am I right? What did you call them? Gams? Gams. And uh, is that a word you got from this film? Or no. is that something that you've added? That's, that's, you've added that? That's old-timey talk, RJ. Okay. You know, you I know, just wanted to know you, where the source was. You, you know about gams? I know about games. And games. And, and yams. And gains. And games. Yeah, well, you, you put down a lot of yams. You're going to get some capital mm. gains. So yeah, there, there's an element uh, in Bunuel movies usually of uh, fetish, RJ. Mm. You know about fetishes? I've heard of uh, some yeah. vinegar syndrome stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not quite sure past that if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Just just the the basis. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. What What mm-hmm. about milking cows? Tell me about it. Uh, I mean, I've never done, but um, how, how did but... it look? How did this movie make it look? Um, I felt like the guy was going for it a little bit more than he needed to. But I mean, from what I understand, like those kind of cows, like especially dairy cows, it is good for them. Like you don't want it to build up because if it builds up too much, they can actually like the bag will get too big and it'll hurt them and they could like die and stuff. So if there's no like calves around, Mm -hmm. but they're still making milk, they got to get milked. But you know what I wouldn't do? Because Louis Pasteur taught me not to do these things. I would not milk a cow into a cup and then just kind of down that cup right there on scene as the people in this film do. Uh, that I would probably pasteurize that milk first. Well, you, you could, well, pasteurization will keep, make it so it keeps. Yeah, but I would definitely you boil could, you, that milk. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, you're not old timey enough, RJ. Well, I mean, I would do something to that milk. You, you know you, what I mean? Well, there might be some good microbes in there. I don't need any more gut microbes. You know what I'm working with over here. I got enough microbes for the for all of us. I know that there's uh, issues, struggles around toilets and underwear. So I mean, I, I, I'm not buying it. Not... It's not that it's a struggle. It's just I'm fighting for my life, Jarrett. And it's not a struggle. It's just every day is a new. Every day is a day. You know what I mean. Every day is a gift. <laughs> Your pardon. Can you repeat what you just said? Nothing. I, I said nothing. Okay. I said nothing. It doesn't matter. Okay. But I'm just saying, I would have I would have done something to that milk and before I drank it. That's all. Do you drink cow milk? No. No. What about cream? Uh, no. What I mean, about cheese in, in cooking. Cheese, what about yeah. cheese? Oh, I love cheese. Cow cheese? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the only kind. But as next time you go to the store. Go to the, no. go to one of, go one of the, the, the people at Safeway or Save On, wherever what, you're. Is this, is this what you do with your weekends? No, I do other things. But go to the store and go to the person and take them a break of like, just like cheddar cheese and just be like, is this cow cheese? Oh, my God. Or, and, see, and just see what they say. Okay. I'm just curious. All right. 
Couchies. Yeah. Couchies. So, yeah, we get some suggestive milking. Because these, these little uh, nubs, these cow nubs, kind of mm. look like penises. And they shoot white stuff everywhere. Uh, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, that's I what, thought of it as what, nothing what, more what, than what, milk. What do you think when her hand's reaching toward it? And she's kind of like, oh, no. Well, it's a live animal, Jarrett. And there's going to be some... There's going to be some hesitation because, uh, you know, you're like, am I going to hurt this thing? Is it going to hurt me? Mm. So I feel like you potentially misread the situation. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying the potential was there. The potential was there. Because there's a line where a man's willing to help her, where he goes, Mm -hmm. shall I guide your hand? Give it a pull. And uh, how did you interpret that? Um... I mean, I think I, I think I just said. How about and, um, how about that okay. scene uh, right after that, where she's hanging out with her unk unk? Uh, mm-hmm. There's some saving a bee from a from a barrel of water. How did you interpret that? What was the metaphor there, Jarrett? I don't know. Uh, kindness. Yeah, it says look, he would save a bee out of a bucket. He's such a good guy. But what else will uh, Uncle Jaime do? Um, he'll go and smell your shoes. Try them on. Try them on. Maybe uh, even try your, what's that, a corset or a bustier? Yeah. What is it? What is that called? Bustier. 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 He tried it. He didn't get it on, but he tried. Yeah. You know? Mm. And then, and then while you're doing that, it turns out that your, your niece that you're kind of uh, enamored with, she's sleepwalking. Yeah, she really she's kind of walking around and uh, what does she throw in the fire? Oh, uh, knitting. She throws some knitting in there and then she collects some uh, dust. Yeah. And uh, puts that dust in a in um, a basket. Yes, And then right. takes it back to her room. That's right. And he says, "What are you doing?" <laughs> says, "You're being crazy." And then he and he's very like, very. You don't have to feel bad about sleepwalking, but hey, you want to do me a favor? You want to? And then it cuts, and it's like, oh, he has her dressed up in his dead wife's wedding dress. Oof. Where, where do you think he meant to go with that? Well, I mean, where he went to go with that, it was like, hey, I never want you to leave me. I want you to live in the estate, this massive mm-hmm. estate, uh, forever with me. And she's like, I, I got, I'm going to go. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Here, I'll have my housemaid prepare us some beverages. And he gives her, like, the the, the housemaid a little bit of a nod. And she's like, and RJ, our, our, our Viridiana, she gets drugged. Yeah. And she's out like a light. Yeah. And, and then what happens, Jared? Well, RJ, Uncle Jaime, he's, yeah. uh... He's getting ready. He's getting he's for getting what? for uh to ravage this unconscious woman without consent. And uh can you just can you define consent to me? Uh I know what it is. I'm just yeah. I just want you to define it. <laughs> you want me to define it. Yeah, well I mean I I mean since you know what it is, I I'm so curious what you think. Uh, uh conscious and um Consenting? Can you use the word in the definition? <laughs> no. Uh, willing? Yeah. And... Um, mu- 
yeah. mutually <laughs> participating. Yeah, there you go. Mutual. Mutual. And she was not, I believe, is well, was my interpretation of that scene. Because she was asleep. She's unconscious. <laughs> and and he just starts pawing around, uh, undoes her t- top, and just like getting right in there in that cleavage, RJ. But then, then he goes, oh, wait, no, no, no. I, I can't do this. What a and, good um, what a good guy, RJ. It was just like when he saved the bee, remember? Exactly. Yeah. It was showing that he, he had he, um he, he showed restraint. He showed restraint. A real a real gentleman rapist. So, um the next morning, uh she's not feeling well, you know, having been drugged. And he shows up and she of course is like, Oh, all I remember is this guy like telling me that he never wants me to leave and She's like, well, I, I still really want to get away from you. And he's like, well, you can't because I raped you. And now you're now you're sullied. And now you can't go back to the convent. And now you got to stay with me anyway. And, uh... But that doesn't work either. No. And she's See? going she's going to leave. And he's like, oh, don't go. I, I didn't actually... I didn't do that. I lied. Well... Some would say that's the oldest trick in the book, right? Yeah. The old Viridiana, they call it. Mm-hmm. One of the oldest tricks in the book. No. Man. But she... And she still leaves. Yeah, because um, if you were told that that happened to you, would you stay or <laughs> would you want to go... Would you want to leave more? Well, she does go. And before she can board that bus or train... Um, the police show up and say, hey, you're not going anywhere. We're investigating an apparent suicide. Why would they keep her? Well, they want, they want to know the details. They got to get interviews. This, this, this man is a very important man. Is he? And, I mean, she fled. She fled before he died. It's like, what, what happened? We want to know. But the other thing that winds up happening is she winds up getting the place. Uh yeah, I was confused by that. Well, I was like, did she get it, or and then and then the cousin comes, or does she the, the go, well, go to yeah, the well, house? well, Uncle Uncle Jaime's son shows up. And you're like, well, I would assume that he would get it. Mm. Um, I'm unsure. Well, I think it's like maybe the property is left to both her and his um, illegitimate son, Jorge. Or hey, what's his last name? Balog. Excuse- yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bellagio. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. So, uh, she's of course disturbed by all this because she doesn't know whether or not this guy who just killed himself did do something to her or didn't do anything to her. I guess. And so she's like, "Well, I can't go be a nun, and I've got this pretty sweet estate." Uh, I guess I'm gonna hang out here. So she's no longer she's not gonna be a nun anymore. But what does she decide mm. to do instead? Why she goes to help some unhomed people, RJ? She goes to help the the downtrodden, the the the, the cripples, and the and the, the broken, the, the and blind, the, and the meek, and the meek, the yeah. the, the dwarves. <laughs> Who the dwarves? 
Oh, okay. Yeah. What do they do? I don't know. They hang out. They all join because they're like, hey, want a sweet place to stay and some food? And they're like, sure thing. And so they get up on their crutches and canes and <laughs> hobble on down the road. They're like, this, is, this isn't too bad, not living in town. Not living in town. Um, and then the son arrives. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's all this going on? He shows up with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. A, a whole lot of nothing kind of happens from this point on, in my opinion, RJ. Because um, it's like it's a lot of scenes of uh, people eating and this like back and forth between the son and Verdiana and like what his motivations are that he's like breaking up with his girlfriend. And he's like, and he's telling Verdiana, <laughs> don't you understand why a man would do that? If you don't understand, you don't understand men. <laughs> What do you what do you think his implication was? I don't know that he's he's gonna he wants to hook up with that. In what in what way? But I don't know. He doesn't ha- it doesn't wind up happening. He he winds up uh, more along with the, the the housekeeper. Uh yeah, and she's more she's more his speed. Yeah, she, she's even in, though she, she knocked over the soup that one time. Yeah, she's into that. Yeah, have you ever knocked over soup? I don't believe so. Have I did you... it once. And how was that? It felt bad because I was a little kid. And when I knocked it over, um, so like we didn't, sometimes we didn't eat at the table. We ate in front of the, uh, the TV, you know, Jared, mm-hmm. you know, like you do. And I got a big bowl of soup and I was like, I'm gonna eat this in front of the TV. And everyone was like, we wouldn't Shouldn't take soup into the family room. It's like, she'd eat soup at the table. And I was like, I know what I'm doing, you guys. Mm-hmm. I was like 12. I was like, I know what I'm doing, everybody. And so I took the soup into the room and I spilt it. And then I felt like a like a real piece of shit. Good. Like a real piece of shit. And what did they also say to you at that point? They called me a real piece of shit. And? And it was true, I guess. And they, they did they tell you, no soup for you? And then they, no. look, look, at, they look at the camera? No, nothing like that. No, nothing like that. What were we talking about? Um, this movie. <laughs> uh, we watched the movie. We did. So okay. yeah. So at this point, I mean, it's sort of this tension between uh, these parties. But like, then there's this like this entire sequence of just like the the drunken riotous bunch. Um, as Wikipedia describes them, um, just like. Dining and having a Da Vinci's Last Supper uh, portmanteau like image composition, and wow. to the to the strains of Handel's Messiah. Handel's Messiah. Yeah, you know that. Is that like a street name? Yeah. To call me Handel's Messiah. <laughs> That's my neck tattoo. Handel's Messiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't buy that either. But okay. Yeah. Well, not the neck tattoo part. I believe that, but yeah, you can see it right now. I, well, yeah, I see it every week when we do the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, um, there's some uh, some attempted rapes, some rapes, some manhandling's going on with these these riotous fun bums. Riotous fun? Did you describe them as? <laughs> That's right, RJ. They're, they're 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 just high on life. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that is that is that what they're going for? Is that was that Bunuel's intent? Um, 
we can talk about intent later, but what do you think mm. Bunwell's intent with this film was? I, yeah, we're, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of this. So anyway, okay. um, the bums get sent packing. Um, there's, a, again, vague ideas that, like, someone's going to get get, sta- get stabbed. Um, yeah. Veridiana almost is sexually assaulted again. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, so they're kind of like held up. Uh, was it Jorge? I think he manages to like, because he's tied up or something. Uh, Well, I, I didn't know if he was tied up or if it was just that he got like hit on the head. Yeah. And he was like coming to consciousness again and he like just couldn't stand. He didn't have that like adrenaline venom bane shot that right. Robert Pattinson had. So it was like he, he just couldn't like, he's like, Ugh. like... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was tied up. To me, it just seemed like he was knocked out and like couldn't stand, kind right. of thing. Yeah. But anyways, the police arrive. Yes, they do. They, they send these dudes back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the movie ends on this note that like, oh, now Viridiana, Jorge, and um, R- Ramona, the uh, housekeeper, they're just uh, gonna. You're going to hang out or no, sorry. Yeah. Is that right? Well, she, so the way it ends is, so they, they get those guys and then they leave. And then you see like each of the characters kind of like alone, not like alone, but like you show them separately for a second. You're like, Oh man, they've all gone through stuff. Uh, (laughs) and then, uh, the maid is in, uh, dude's room. Yes. And then Veridina knocks on the door and gets let in. And then she's surprised to see the maid and they're playing cards. Yeah, and she surprised to see the maid because the maid was like with those vagrant dudes, um, and then uh, the dude is like, "No, sit down." He's like, "We're just playing cards." She doesn't mind, and then he he's like, "You ever play cards?" She's like, "No, not really," and then uh, he's like, "You know, the first time I saw you, I knew we'd be shuffling the deck." I thought my cousin and I will end up shuffling the deck together. Va va voom. What do you think the metaphor is there? Oh, fucking. What? What? So, RJ, you know this was yeah. the this was the the tricky ending to get around the the censors of Spain. What was uh, the real ending? Well, so the original was, and I'll read this here uh, from our friends of Wiki, Mister Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Spanish Board of Censors rejected the original ending of the film, which depicted Viridiana entering her cousin's room, that's Jorge, and slowly closing the door behind her. Consequently, a new ending was written. This turned out to be more suggestive than the first because it implied a menage a trois among Ramona, Jorge, and Viridiana. You know I mean, men- you know about menage a trois? You've seen that episode of Seinfeld? I, uh, I know that in the language, it means when two become three by way of one. And what that means is if you get the combo, you get fries, sandwich, and drink for the price of one. But, you know, it's it doesn't always work out the same way. But do you get the Happy Meal toy? It depends. Do you, do you get, like, a Grimace? <laughs> it, oh, you could get a Grimace. You could get a Grimace. Nobody commented on our Grimace talk two weeks ago. I thought that was pretty premium conversation, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I know. We didn't even charge for it. That could have been paywalled. That could have been paywalled. And you know what? We should have done it. Because people just don't appreciate the Grimace stuff. And that's too bad. 
Well, and that's too bad, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were we talking about? Well, I mean, do you know that the the uh, L'Observatore Romano, the official newspaper of the Vatican, described the film oh. as blasphemous? Um, why? I uh, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a Spanish Catholic. That's for sure. I'm not a Catholic either, or a Spaniard. So I don't I don't really know. I mean, is it just because it's a lady who wants to be a nun and then she gets abused? I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's a bad thing. And then she wants to. And then she wants to wanting to be in this uh, this relationship with his um, with her cousin. I know it's the implication, but is it really the implication? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's like a shot from like the Last Supper. I guess that that's that could upset somebody. I suppose if you're real. I mean, I like I, 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 I see people get upset about some silly things on the internet, and uh, maybe this was the equivalent of that back in 1961. Huh. I mean, I get like I know I know I know the scene you're talking about, like when they're at the table and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but it's not well, like it's, um, it one hundred percent is exactly like that. It's exa- maybe I don't know, maybe I didn't see it when it was lined up in the way. Oh. Yeah, there's one very, very clear shot. Um oh. yeah. Is it a blink and you miss it kind of thing? No. <laughs> it's there. Fuck mm. hard. I mean, well, I mean I was watching, I watched that part. I just don't remember that explicitly. Have you, Do you know what I mean? I'm going to have to send this to you. Is it the shot? Is, is this like uh, 4K ran all over again? No, come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. But like, I feel like the, I feel like it goes by fast because I was watching this oh. whole scene and I don't remember this explicitly. It, it holds. It holds. <sighs> I mean, whatever. The Last Supper wasn't even like. That wasn't even like documented as like the like the painting itself was like maybe not accurate to like what really happened. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, well, it's like have you ever seen the Da Vinci Code, Jarrett? Well, do you know that Benwell said uh, regarding it being blasphemous when it debuted in 1977 after uh, Francisco Franco the. Uh, uh, the whatever the 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 autocrat I guess the, mm-hmm. of uh, Spain uh, after World War Two, um, he died, and so they could release the film, and mm-hmm. uh, it was acclaimed at Cannes, winning the Palme d'Or. Bonwell said, "I didn't deliberately set out to be blasphemous, but then Pope John the Twenty Third is a better judge of such things than I am." Um, Pope John Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was one of the real ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was definitely a big John. He was a big Pope boy. Was he? This this no, this isn't John Paul. This is John, John Paul. This is Pope John. Oh, just Pope John. Pope John. Like I don't know no Pope Johns. Um. Well, he was his successor was Paul IV. This is this is John twenty three, followed by. Paul six, and then he's followed by John Paul one. What about John Paul two? Then John Paul two. Okay, I know John Paul two. Yeah, everyone knows all that guy. I know John Paul two, and I know Benedict. He's pretty hip. He's pretty hip, but I don't know no John. I don't know no Pope John. Um, I mean, the church gets upset about a lot of things. (laughs) They sure do. (laughs) 
So, I mean, you take take it as it is. Take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Which guy? Oh, this is uh the, this is the 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 Pope Pope 23, John John 23. Here he is. John 23? <laughs> Ooh, he looks like he like a little macaroni and gravy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he he's uh he's getting into the gabagool. He'd be could be a good uh the penguin. Uh, oh, he would be a good the penguin if it was just you say that macaroni gravy. Oh, <clears throat> Bafangul. Bafangul. So anyway, here, RJ. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of this movie. Uh, oh, good, good. Yeah, it is like it's always like it's a very nicely photographed film, but sure. it's not a particularly dazzling looking movie either. I would sure. say. Uh, it seems like all the pieces are here for a movie, but there is nothing about the story that is interesting. Like I don't know, there's no there's no story. The character, like I find Vera Diana like extremely un like likable, or not even unlikable, just unnoteworthy. Uh, I, and like yeah. she doesn't do much, and there's no. I don't know. I just yeah, I just don't think this is actually uh, all that good. Uh, it's definitely the weakest of the Bunuel movies that we've watched up to this point. Okay. Uh, I mean, compared to like, you know, Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, That Obscure Object of Desire, uh, Phantom of Liberty. I think, uh, yeah, maybe this is like Diary of a Chambermaid level. Cause that, mm-hmm. I think I was pretty, no, I really, apparently I gave that movie four stars. So Jeez. I guess I did like that one. But in my mind, I look at it and go, oh, when did we watch this? Mm-hmm. But Bel de Jour three years ago. Bel de Jour, I have not seen forever, and I really, really like that movie. Exterminating Angel, I want to like that movie more than I do because that's another one of these beloved masterpieces of the master Bunuel, the Bunuelians. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this movie, I don't even know where to begin. Kind of lodging my disappointment with this because there's like well, a lot just that, start, go from the start uh, i mean i feel like i've been as i've been going through it i've been kind of just running sure. through the bits and pieces of it but like i don't know nothing happens and i mean some people might be like that's the brilliance of it well that's i mean that's the seinfeld approach but i mean they say nothing happens in seinfeld but something happens every week in seinfeld every week you and know what i mean am i entertained <laughs> Like gladiator style, or yeah, exactly, or or a different style, the exact same. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you'd be a fan of the um, <clears throat> the control that is uh, at play here. The control. Yeah. Uh, g- explain. No. Oh. <laughs> I choose not to. <laughs> uh, okay, so you you love this movie, is what you're telling me. Yes. Okay. And and I hope. When I ask you now, RJ, what did you think of Verdiana? You will feel the same way that I do in my love. What if I told you that this was an absolute banger? I said you're lying sack of shit. I mean, yeah. I, I, w- I mean, I don't think people would have expected me to like this movie. I don't hate this movie or anything like that. But when I was watching it, I was like, eh. <laughs> so, like, so... I watched uh, Andrea watched 20 minutes of this with me on Sunday and okay. then she went to bed Yeah, and I finished it and uh, she saw like the build up to a lot of this stuff. 
Um, but she she kind of she left right before the uncle like drugs and rapes or like pretend rapes her. So she left. Uh, she saw the uncle trying on like her clothes and stuff. But uh, that was kind of the last part she saw. And it should be pointed out that like uh, these scenes aren't played in this like overtly creepy way or anything like that. It's kind of just presented as matter of fact where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is hey, you're just watching this guy do this. And I think he would be better at doing these sort of this this um perspective like with later movies where Mm -hmm. it's like a little bit more jaunty or it it has something to say about this rather than here it it feels very um it's just kind of like hey this is a this is an idea i have in my head but i don't exactly this i mean this is me just thinking about why i don't think this movie works for myself um it's like I have this idea, but I don't know what that idea is, and it's like a it's like it, and it feels very discon- there's a disconnect I feel in some of the visuals and like this actual narrative from like mm-hmm. having a point mm-hmm. and like I've like I mean I think I when we were talking about Phantom of Liberty I think you were kind of uh, iffy on that one and then I think as I talked about it you were kind of like a little one over in my a little bit a little bit but like <clears throat> this I just kind of like man I, I I don't connect to this. And I, I just feel yeah. like he he gets better. Yeah. At, at so just... I'll tell you, I'll tell you the one thing that stands out for me most. Mm-hmm. But before I do that, I'll just finish the Andy thing. Um, I do know what you mean. Like Phantom of Liberty. When I watched it, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then you're like, well, this is one thing I liked, and this is another thing I liked. And I was like, oh, okay, I can I see what you mean. Um, Bunwell's like so so for me in general. Uh, but. Uh, so Andrea watched up into when the guy was cross-dressing or like trying on the clothes. And uh, then she went to bed and the next day I was like, do you want to know what happened in the movie? And she was like, yeah, what happened? And I was like, I was like, well, her uncle like pretend raped her. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, and then he killed himself. And she was like, okay. And then I was like, and then she brought in a bunch of like vagrants and mm-hmm. then they tried to rape her too. And she was like, She's like, so it basically every Criterion movie? And I was like, yeah, it seems like it. Because every Criterion movie she watches with me is usually about like, or she was like, is every Criterion movie uh, movie just about how it sucks to be a lady? And I was like, kind of. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of ladies just getting raped in these movies. Um, and sometimes they're the bad guy <laughs> in, the, in the Criterion movie. Um, so that, that was her take. But uh you know, one thing I, one thing I didn't quite. I was kind of like, I don't know, man. Uh, and for this movie, and it kind of reminded me of um, Budo, uh, Budo, Saved from Drowning. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what these movies kind of do? You know how like half of the Criterion movies are glamorizing, uh, like being rich. This is vil- just, vilifying being poor. This is vilifying being poor. Where it's just kind of like, it's like, look, look what happens. You give these guys an inch, they're going to take a mile. Not only are these homeless, vagrant people going to take, take, take from you, but you give them an, an opportunity. Well, isn't this... And they are going to rape your household. Like, Isn't that part of, maybe that's part of the blasphemy? Yes. It's like, oh yeah, you think you're supposed to always help the poor? What, what if they're really deserve to be poor. What if they deserve to be and, poor? Because I, I don't think that's what Benwell's actually saying. I but, don't think it is but, either. But I think he's, show, I he's showing it in the movie is like, aha, that thing that yeah. you assumed that you're not supposed to say, aha. Yeah, and I, I understand that too. It's like, I know that all these things are very like, 
pushing your glasses back onto your head kind of thing. Like, well, it's like, it's this, but it's also the double deke and then the zigzag and then the real gotcha. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. I understand. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going back through the movies that we've watched, trying to be like, what are the movies where like, there isn't like this presence of badness happened to women. And it's like young Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> it's like, Oh, even that poor mother Lincoln gets threatened to get put in jail because she won't give up her uh, her kids. They're like, hey, listen, lady, if oh, you won't tell us which one of your sons did that's it, not, we're going to get a boat. That's, well, that's not. That's not yeah, well, it's not rape and abuse, I, yeah, I suppose. Right. Yeah. But yeah, other than young Lincoln, mm-hmm. what's another one? Uh, I mean, geez, I was going to say Tales of Hoffman, but <laughs> there's, that ro- there's that robot chick. Yep. Probably the one that's most friendly to women Definitely is Vagabond. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, Definitely not white. No. Uh, Batgirl? No. Uh, well, yeah. Specifically. How about Naked, RJ? Well, Naked's about an incel, but he doesn't have he doesn't have the most hateful uh, well, I mean, like then, opinions then there's, towards then women. The samurai, the original incel. The original incel. That dude's full blown. How about Did I ever tell you? What about bad timing, RJ? Things work out great. Well, for Harvey Keitel, it's okay. He's <laughs> okay in that movie. Yeah, he makes it okay. He makes it okay. Yeah, the Criterion is a it's a dank place. Mm. Well, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Every time, like. Andrew watches some of these movies with me or she'll watch like 20 minutes and then and then just be like, ah, I don't care anymore. But like every time I try to explain one of these movies to her, it's always it's always this stuff. <laughs> and she's like, is that all that the, those movies are? And I was like, yeah, a good handful of them. I'd say like 50 percent. Um, and that's probably a pretty high percentage. I, I, and I don't, I don't think next week's going to change that. Oh, good. I think the week the week after that should be okay though. This is the week after RoboCop two. Uh, close. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah, violence towards women. But uh, yeah, I I know that I think he was trying to do the uh, the switch the like the gotcha the switcheroo on it was like ah uh, maybe you shouldn't help the poor. But at the same time, to me, I was just like. I feel like a lot of people will just watch this and then and interpret it as like, man, can't trust poor people. They'll get you every time. And it's the same. And that's the other side of the criteria where it's just like, man, it's really hard to be part to be part of the upper class. You guys don't even know. You don't even no. know the burden of responsibility we have. And it's just like, hmm. I, I'm looking through my uh, through through my uh, people I follow. And their yeah. their reviews. It's a lot of a lot of four and a half stars, five stars. So he's got a lot of love, RJ. We're, we're the odd ones out. Maybe we're the monsters. I, I mean, it's probably not surprising about me. People might have thought you would have found something out of it. No, because you you sometimes do. I'm, I'm a sicko. Well, you're I, you're, this, you're the dunk. Movie, I don't even think this movie's sick. I just think it's kind of there. Yes, I understand. And that's what it was like with me, too. It's like I said, I don't like I don't dislike this movie a lot. I was like, oh, I hate it. I was just kind of like, I was like, well, girlfriend, girlfriend gets put through some bad stuff. Like, I like that that guy hung himself. 
that's that's okay. <laughs> I I liked that part of the movie where it's just like he won't, she won't do it, and then it, they're like, ah, oh, he hung himself, and I was like, yeah, it's like I'm I'm okay with that. And then the vagrants when she's feeding him soup, I was like, oh, that's cool, feeding the poor people soup. But um, you get introduced to like Enzo or whatever his name is, Bellagio's. Rabagios, whatever they, whatever the cousin's name is, and uh, like automatically, even like it's addressed on screen where the lady's like, "You just, you're just like not cool with her because she's not like paying attention to you, and you like like her." And he's like, "No, I'm not. I don't do that." And then like in the next scene, he's like in her room, and he's just like, "Hey guys," or she, he's like, "Hey Viridina, like, you want to hang out?" and you know, that's pretty much how those things go. But the girlfriend just wants to, like, take out her little, like, crown of thorns and her crucifix and pray. She just wants to be left alone to pray, Jarrett. She's got her, yeah, her thorns and her nails. Oh, her, her nails. Her paraphernalia. Uh, in the one of the earlier scenes, they were doing that, and Andrea's like, she's like, is this, just, she's like, is this someone who, like, thinks that this is just something Catholics do? I was like, I'm pretty sure Bunwell is Catholic. And I was like, and I was like, Andrew went to Catholic school too. I was like, I don't know if you remember, babe. And I was like, but Catholics are, because she she was like, this seems a little bit exaggerated. And I was like, Catholics are a little bit exaggerated. We do some fancy stuff, girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, you you might not realize, but it's there. You might not remember, but it's there. It's pretty fancy. I don't know, Viridinia. It's uh, <laughs> Viridinia. I uh, the thing that stuck out with me most was that last scene because I was really watching like. Not cell phone watching, but I was just watching. I was like, you know, I really thought we'd end up shuffling the deck. Finn. <laughs> and I was like, like my eye squinted a little bit. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, I knew what it was supposed to mean, but I was like, who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> I don't know. This is just another in a long line of Criterion movies that I'm just like, eh. <laughs> when's, when's Batman showing up? When yeah, when's Batman gonna come brutalize these homeless people? <laughs> well, only when they are like henchmen for Scarecrow or something. Which that dude with the knife, he would definitely become a henchman. That's right. He'd definitely be on in a fringe group online somewhere. And then you know what I mean. And then the Batman can just get shot in the chest multiple times and just walk it off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just not in the face. No. No, somewhere else probably. You want to hear from, from people who uh, hate this movie? I, I guess. Okay. Olivia Sapone. Okay. Half a star. The worst. I mean, all right. <laughs> this person. Oh, they. Oh, weird. They only have five star movies and half star movies. Oh, okay. Uh, a favorite film of theirs is Castaway on the Moon from 2009. I don't. I don't even know what that is, but they half starred Mulholland Drive, mm. and they said you ruined my childhood. F you, David. See, I didn't say the cuss word there, Jerry, because you know, no cussing. No mm. cussing. That's right. I don't know. They like a lot of anime and Roma. <laughs> they always like Roma. You know, they always like it. How about underscore Greta underscore half a star? You think this is Greta Gerwig? I had to watch this for an exam, but I sincerely hope I'll never, ever 
have to watch another one of Bunuel's movies ever again in my entire existence. Seems like a bit much. Here's their bio. I didn't pre-read this either, so you're getting this live. Sometimes I watch a movie and don't really understand it because what is depicted within the movie is far from my experience. But then I go on living and things happen to me. Things I had already seen in a movie. And so I come to understand what that movie was trying to tell me. And that movie come to understand me. That's one of the best things about cinema. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I did not pre-read that. I swear. I swear. Uh, Favorite films include uh, nothing that is more than five years old. Uh, Worst Person in the World, Pain and Glory, Sharp Objects, which is a TV show, and I May Destroy You, which I believe is also a TV show. Mm. So, just TV shows. Okay. They have starred Hubie Halloween, though, so... Yeah. Don't don't be upset by that. I'm not upset. I'm just just making note of it. (laughs) I just want to point it out. That's all. Uh, How about Jelly Ginger? Half a star. This movie makes me think of that scene from Under the Silver Lake where Andrew Garfield's character says, I know you're not supposed to say this, but I fucking hate homeless people. <laughs> that kind of seemed like the whole thesis of Vera Diana. I get, mm-hmm. that, get, that get you, RJ? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Well, I, and see, I didn't read any of these, but that was that was my take. I was like, does Bunwell hate homeless people? What's going on here? Apart from that, all plot points seem to hinge on the continuous threat of sexual violence toward the female characters in a really disturbingly eroticized way. It's fucking disgusting. Fight me. I um I don't disagree with this guy, but I absolutely hate when people say fight me. Yeah. It's like fight me. And it's just like, you understand that your hey. <laughs> aggression is the same thing that you're trying to mock, friend. You, you, want, you know, you know about narratives. That uh, he is he in control of his narrative. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I hate when people do the fight me thing. Stupid. Uh, this guy likes mysterious skin, the love witch, how Sue, and life of Pi. Which is weird. Life of Pi seems out of place, but oh well. They're not rating movies anymore, so they're taking the. Uh, the cool approach. Uh, how about one star from Turkey? It's just too deep <laughs> for me. I uh, like this turkey that we're talking about. Oh, get fucked. Okay, so they say that this movie is too deep for them. These are this. This is Turkey's favorite films. Mirror by Tarkovsky. Pierre Lefou. Last Year of Marion Bad. And Santan Tango. So they like Santan Tango. Yeah. Apparently this movie's too much. Too much. It's too and I can't, it's too spicy. It's too scary. I can't read their reviews because they're in some sort of Sanskrit that a, a language I don't speak. Okay. So maybe they're actually from Turkey? What language do they speak in Turkey? Turkish. Like a big Turk? Come on. <laughs> well we're, we're Turkish delights from Turkey, right? Probably. Yeah. But I don't know if it's uh, quite the same. As what we have? Yeah. Our, I mean, doubtful. The, the Turkish delight? Yeah, I mean, doubtful. I like Turkish delight. I like big Turks. Okay. Yeah. Uh Oh, here's another one, too. 
Kimberly Perlman, one okay. star. The worst second half of anything ever. And we're supposed to be impressed that this offended the Catholic Church. That's really easy to do. Dismiss that I it's agree. Cri- dismiss that it's criterion, sixties and foreign, and try to convince me you're not pretending you'd like this. Still waiting, TikTok emoticon rolly eyes. The one star is because she's pretty. I mean, you shouldn't give stars based on appearance, man. That's just vain. Um, but uh, do you do you think this person's photo is uh, are really is, them? Is, is is the author? Well, based on that, here are the favorite films: Jared, Come and See, Paris, Texas, Mulholland Drive, and Belle de Jour. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. They only have a couple half star films, and they're Woody Allen films. And uh, the Neon Demon. So this, so uh, this person's Instagram is Eastern European Princess. They're a film chick out of Los Angeles, and, uh, and she she has a lot of bikini photos. Yeah, but you do also. Well, right? yeah, I mean, but I don't post them. Wow, that's for friends and family. That's only on the Patreon. <laughs> no, Jared. friends and family. Only- Say it's on the Patreon, and then oh. people people will sign up, and then edit this out. It's on the OnlyFans. Say say it's on. Yeah, it's on the OnlyFans. Sign up, um, so you can get exclusive access to Jarrett's um, butt <laughs> crack. McCracken. <laughs> butt crack. Butt crack. Cracken. Uh, what were we talking about? Louis uh, Benwell movies. Oh. Bun well. Yeah, I don't know. More like bun not well. Mm. <laughs> I got him. None well. Ooh. Unwell? That's what it was. More mm. like Louis Unwell. Fuck. We really fucked that up. <laughs> Botched it. Like this God review. Well, whatever. People, People don't come to us for movie reviews. They shouldn't. I wouldn't. No. I don't trust myself or you. I mean, my advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. Yeah, is that the Ralph Klein approach? <laughs> the bumps will always lose. Get a job, you bums. Yeah, you, don't remember, you don't remember that from Big Lebowski, RJ? I remember that. I just thought you were doing the Ralph Klein approach. Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it is in the same spirit. It is in the same spirit, where it's like, how do we cure homelessness? And he said, give them jobs. Tell them to get to work. <laughs> Any final thoughts on Verdiana? Yeah, the last time you'll ever think about this movie? Um, are you going to get a job? Nah, I'm, 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 I've got a career in podcasting ahead of me in bikini pics. Whoa. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Mankini. A what? Mankini. A what? Mankini. Someone can make that a ringtone. Mankini. After the break. Mm. Um, oh, man. I don't know. RJ and I shuffle the deck of magic cards. Because oh. St. Patrick's Day. Gotta play mono Didn't green decks. Deal- Deal them in. Deal them. I see. Set your life total to 40. We're playing Commander. You lost a lot of people, dude. 
RJ, if you were a Catholic Pope, which one would you be? Uh, Pope Cletus. Pope Cletus. Yes. Do you, you know about confirmation names? Uh, no. So you're named after a... Um... <laughs> you know what I'm looking up right now? List of Popes who died violently. <laughs> what? How about Pope Higginus? How did he die? Let's find out. He's a saint. Uh, there's Pope Pius. Oh, I know about Pius. You oh, know, yeah. he was martyred by the sword, according to old sources. Oh, yeah. Um, there was Clement II. Uh, that was allegedly mm. poisoned. There's uh, Celestine V, uh, allegedly murdered while in post-abdication captivity. Uh, allegations mm. blame his successor, Pope Boniface VIII. And then there's Boniface VIII, allegedly, though unlikely... Died from the effects of ill treatment one month before. Ooh. How ill was that treatment? Illin. Like, like ill? Yeah. Like that kind of thing? It, it was ill. You know what we never talked about? Was what? Boz Lerman's Elvis trailer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How about that penis in those pants, RJ? I mean, <laughs> well, I didn't notice that. Oh, but... that's the idea. That's the whole idea is... Because his, of his gesticulating and thrusting of the hips, so suggestive that all the all the ladies in the front were just beside themselves with this this very pretty man. And of course, who but who noticed this? The Colonel, the Colonel Tom Hanks, talking like this. I, I, you know, I'm an Elvisman. Aren't you? I, I, I watched the Elvis document. I actually. Uh, I, I never logged it. I should have. I watched the the like the five hour Elvis documentary a year or two ago. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I like Elvis, and they talk about the Colonel in that too. And as soon as I saw Tom Hanks, he says, "This a this a boy has got to he's got to move. <laughs> a move that you've never seen." And, and Bobby like, Boucher. <laughs> Well, Tom Hanks took took some cues from from the master jerk. He said, "This is a this is a guy who uh, moving his hips like you've never seen." And I went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I had a hard time containing myself in the theater on that one because um, and uh, why? Why are they? Why? <laughs> but why? Just why? Dang it! Um, yeah, what was the so other? that was bad. There was that. There was the the super pets thing. It looks just hideous. Yeah. Now that's a kids movie, Jerry. Yeah. And the other and, thing uh, was uh, seeing the Doctor Strange trailer, where I at one point turned to you and went, "I have no idea what's going on." Nobody does. But I, I, it seemed like there was like that row of, um, I don't know, high school, like maybe university age girls that all were like really like excited about Scarlet Witch being in the oh, movie. Oh yeah, they were, yeah. Yeah, I, I did see that. Well, that WandaVision show was pretty popular. I don't know if I told you, but we watched one episode of that. And Andrea has seen, like, maybe three Marvel movies ever. Um, and she's like, oh, this WandaVision is supposed to be good. I was like, she's like, do we have to watch all the shows? I was like, I don't know. And we watched one, and she's like, yeah, I don't really care. And I was like, yeah, me neither. So we never watched it anymore. Vision. Vision. He's like, do you know about the multiverse? And he's like, no. Um, what about what about? Nope. 
Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. It seems seems like it might be too much. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a bit much. It seems like a bit much. Like, I like Jordan Peele. Uh, Get Out, I really liked. And Us, I don't know. Us was too much a little bit for me. <laughs> and so Nope also seemed like a bit much. You want to hear about murder popes? What about John? John eight allegedly poisoned and then clubbed to death. Stephen six strangled. Leo five allegedly strangled. John ten allegedly smothered with pillow. John twelve allegedly murdered by the jealous husband of the woman with whom he was in bed. That's not what popes should be doing. Benedict VI yeah. strangled. John the Fourteenth died either by starvation, ill treatment, or direct murder. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. That was hey. That was like 1984. Sorry, that was the year 984. Wow. Think about the fake news of that period. Unbelievable. And but but it was it was just it was what it was. You can email us at Criterion Creeps and tell us about your favorite murdered Pope or Batman or mm-hmm. Tom Hanks Colonel. Um, we're where we got a we got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. We got a YouTube. We've got a Patreon. We've only got we got two episodes up currently. Some Millennium Talk. I mean, eventually there'll be more, but not this week, because eventually. we gifted to the world our Batman discussion. And we didn't need to do that. You we did still pull the pin at any time. That's right. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Um, fringe groups <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, r- Rumble. R- well, what, what, what were the fringe groups Riddler was in? Rumble? Rum- Rumbler. Rumbler? Like Royal Rumbler? The Royal, the Royal Rumbler. That's a fringe group, baby. Oh, yeah. Next week, though, RJ, Spine 333. Marco Belluccio? That sounds right. Marco Bellocchio's Fists in the Pocket from 1965. No. It's a little bit of the old country, RJ. I'm going to say no. Are you sure about that? Yeah. I'll watch the trailer. Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be the last time. What? The first time. What? Oof, baby. Can't wait. Cannot what? wait. What are we talking about here? Uh, movies. Cinema. Oh. It's Italy. Oh. Not Italy. Not Italians. Mmm. <clears throat> That's where the penguins from. Oh, macaroni gravy. Oh, oh. Good night. Uh yeah. Blessed be the meek. Who? <laughs> <laughs>